0: to be this is small town music this is big town music he's ahead of his time you know but he can't use it if he could prove it well tomorrow's just a song a song
1: a song hey everybody welcome to rock solid the comedy podcast for all music both new and classic i'm pat francis i'm murray valeriano and murray we are uh, we're at the house my house your house Socially distanced, mm-hmm. this is at least nine feet.
2: Well, if I lay down, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, at least nine because
1: you're six foot. I'm six,
2: six one. If I don't slouch,
1: six one, if you don't slouch, I'm uh, I'm five seven and a half. If I don't slouch, anybody under five
2: eight has to throw in the half.
1: <laughs> I've noticed, I did that for a joke. Um, I think my license says I'm five eight though, so I yeah. might have shrunk a little bit.
2: Listen, this is I do not mess with short guys. And you're not short, but like anything under five, six or five five, mm-hmm. they have a rage nobody <laughs> nobody over six foot will ever know. They've got a lot to. Pr- I, my my best friend growing up is a slight fellow.
1: When when people ask me if I would rather be like five five or Shaquille O'Neal size, five five, because that that kind of a height like yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. Like you, you don't work. It doesn't work in the modern world. You know what I mean? You just <laughs> right. a shower. It's the the shower nozzle hits you in your belly button. Right. The bed's not big enough. You got to like, special shoes. You gotta you gotta buy a giant car. I mean, it's terrible. Can
2: you compromise and be the five five but get Shaquille O'Neal's cock?
1: <laughs> no, you know, there's no compromise. And it's dragging on the. I gotta buy th- <laughs> two pair of shoes. Ah, uh, preaching to the choir. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, well,
2: let's start it off nice before, Right out of
1: the gate Before I get started I just want to Before I forget The Patreon prize This Friday Will be I have four CD copies Of the brand new The Empty Hearts album It's simply called The second album For my money It's better than the first album Which is great
2: Don't you Did you? I'm sorry did you, Don't you only have four Of those to give away This Friday Yeah I have four You have four to give away I have four to give away you have three to give away
1: I have four to give away I can, I can get you some some files. Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: I like how I drive all the way out here, bring you, my own coffee. It's 112 degrees. water set up for you. It's 112 degrees. I come out and the first thing you do is look at all these p- things I'm going to give away to <laughs> other
1: people. <laughs> um, These are prizes for, like I'm supposed to promote it and give these away. I'm not supposed to give them to you. I will promote it. The Happy <laughs> Hearts. What are they called? The Empty Hearts <laughs> uh, produced by Ed Stasium just like the first oh, album. Nice. We got Elliot Eason on guitar. We got Andy. I don't know how to say his name. Babiok, Babiak mm, oh yeah, from Bab-yank. the from the Chesterfield Kings. Yeah. and we got uh, Wally Palmer from the Romantics. And then we have uh, he, he who shall not be named. The uh, the guy that drums for Blondie. Oh yeah. So left uh, that guy.
2: Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, I give Pat shit, but Pat gives me so much music. <laughs> like. I give them grief. I'm just giving them grief.
1: I was uh, I was wondering. I just got the new Fleetwood Mac 69 to 74 box set. It's all mm. the stuff pre-Stevie yeah, and Lindsay. Yeah. So if you want me to send that to you. Oh, that'd be great. I will. I loaded a lot of it in this morning. I'll I think I only later. have... What's the album with the trees?
2: Bear Trees. Bear Trees. I think that's the only album I had before.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, it's got Naked Trees on the cover. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's a good one. But Mystery to Me is better there's just great stuff sure yeah there's i'm just great not stuff.
2: i'm just not that versed in uh Fleetwood mac pre
1: no one is but yeah. you should get hopefully this box set will change people's uh opinions oh yeah not no, their absolutely. opinions people just don't know it there weren't big hits there weren't radio things yeah they didn't huh like no.
2: what welch probably had more hits hit than he did with had Solo, sen- right? He
1: Sentimental Lady and Ebony Eyes. And Ebony Eyes was a pretty big hit, wasn't it? Yeah, and Precious Love was a big okay. hit.
2: yeah, so he had more yeah. hits than he did with The Mac.
1: I'm amazed that Warner Brothers kept them around that long. You could back then.
2: You could. No, you could back then. And now it's 37 writers, throw it up on iTunes. If it doesn't get a million <laughs> downloads in an hour, you're fucked, go become an account.
1: 37 writers on one track.
2: yeah. We've done we've it's, done that here on Rock crazy. Solid. We go and see the top ten on iTunes, and then look at the writers. It's and, too many. Yeah, what are you doing? What did you add? And
1: I know <laughs> it's really. I mean, and then you have, you know, I know you're not a big Taylor Swift fan, but her new album, I think she wrote everything herself. That's great. And I, mean, I wouldn't.
2: I would, I'm not anti Taylor Swift. No, I know. For, well, I have a ton of Taylor Swift. You gave me. Yeah, but oh, that brings me to a question. Uh, speaking of, did the song "Badge" does Ringo have a writing credit on that? badge how does eric clapton badge i don't know i think it's eric clapton yeah Are you look or it yeah it's either eric clapton or uh, derek and the Domino. somebody is oh cream sorry what made cream. you think of that because he added the lyric the the rumor is the lore is uh he added the uh lyric i told you about the swans that they live in the park which is such a non-sequitur does that get you a writing credit though i don't know that's what it would today
1: i guess right? it would yeah it would today. Everyone wants some of that mailbox money, right? Ka-ching. Written by Clapton
2: and or- George Harrison. And uh, oh, I'll have to look that up. I, I know somebody right now, Aaron Kahn, or somebody's like, Murray, you
1: asshole. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I have to explain what's going on with the couch here. You're up in the office. The couch, all this oh, stuff thank is. Thank you.
2: I, we've all been wondering.
1: All this stuff is from Ezra's closet. I moved everything out of their room. Oh, because, I thought you were doing laundry. Because, well, I should have just said that because uh, new flooring is going in tomorrow. So. You have to get everything out of the room, Murray. Everything.
2: What, uh, where at?
1: In, uh, the back bedroom. Okay. Ezra's bedroom.
2: All right. No, but I haven't had a chance to look up that badge line, so nobody yell at me. I'll look mm-hmm. it up later, and then, you, so nobody yell at me. It's a
1: badge of honor if you know it. hey Uh,
2: by the way, my coasters are REM and U2. Yeah. Don't I don't think that didn't go unnoticed. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I put them up there on purpose. I appreciate it. Mine is, uh, mine's the rock solid logo, but I also mm-hmm. would have, uh, happily done any of the three closest to you. These are great. Where do you get these done? pretty sure greg uh had these made for me is that a listener and sent them to me yeah and Uh when he sent them i said oh do i give uh do i give murray the u2 do i give he goes no no no. you keep them as a set oh well then fuck craig but um (laughs) greg greg whatever but uh but so i just display them they're usually just across the middle of that table
2: they're great my friend Sess makes these also
1: yeah, they're really nice.
2: You remember my? You met my friend Seth. She gave us a ride home from Chicago. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes.
2: She makes these and d- make does quite a nice living.
1: Now let's explain what the uh, Chicago was. That was a the, uh, there used to be a thing called concerts, and you would yes. go to them. Mm-hmm. And bands that you hear on the radio, they would actually get together and play play like, the music in front of people. In front of people, yeah, right.
2: Yeah. a lot of people.
1: Yeah, what's was, that like? Two thousand? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Is that it's crazy. two thousand. I think it holds more than that, maybe. Yeah, three thousand. Yeah.
2: Well, I just looked up. I was, ta- I, was ta- I was telling a listener um, about seeing Elton John. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Elton John uh, play, he played the Palladium, and I looked up, and that's only 3,000. Yeah. So I saw- That Elton was the John. Leon Russell the show? The Leon Russell show.
1: Yeah, that was only 3,000. That was great. And that's because Elton wasn't playing hits. They were just playing that album?
2: No, it was actually really smart how they did it. So Elton John and Leon Russell put together it put out an album 10 years ago. Yeah. It's got to be 10 years. It was before Frank. Um and it's great. It's BF before Frank? BF before Frank. And it's great. It's really fantastic. And the, the way they based the tour was they'd play. Leon Russell would come out and play for a half hour. Okay. Then Elton John and Leon Russell would play the album. Okay. And then Elton John would close the show
1: with some hits.
2: With all hits. Wow. Well, actually, not even all hits because I remember I was really like, I was burned out. I was where I'm sure I told the story. Why before.
1: wouldn't that be in a bigger venue? I wonder. I don't know.
2: I don't know. But it was great for me because yeah. I was really. I was kind of not, you know, I was kind of like burned out on Elton John and all the hits and, you know, I'm like, I don't want to hear, if I never hear candle in the wind again, I'll be fine. And so I told Mare, I'm like, because she drove separately because it was across the street from Ridiculousness where I was working. And I'm like, yeah, probably when Elton John comes on, I'm probably going to go home. We got an early shoot tomorrow. (laughs) I don't really feel like seeing Elton John. And then he opened with like either burn down the mission or take me to the
1: pilot. And I'm like. I'm in. There's just, <laughs> I'm in. There's uh there's all piano tunes. Yeah. So, yeah, good I'm deal. like I'm,
2: I'm in. And then when he played Candle in the Wind, I was so down for it. I'm like, "Sweet."
1: Did um and Leon Russell, do you know his his solo songs?
2: You know, I was like Delta Lady and mm-hmm. and you know uh what is a high rope, tight rope and stuff like that. I, I don't know his hits, but yeah. you know, he was part of the Wrecking Crew, so we know his work.
1: It's uh there's just so much music and then when you say you don't know someone's material if people love that person they do, they're like what are you talking about right but it's and just I'm like I can't you just know just pull
2: just pull down a list of people's you love like I know. I'm sorry I'm loving all of this I right now I love all this I will get to that when I get a second
1: yeah it, I mean it's it's crazy. I,
2: and I'll, I was thinking about this the other day, man, because we play Name That Tune on Zoom. If you haven't played with us on Rock Solid. I you tied it.
1: for second yesterday, didn't you? I, yeah, I did,
2: I, which I was surprised because I whiffed, I whiffed it. I, my first three guesses were wrong. But it's really, between that and Rock Solid, it's really inspired me to get back into, like, really, really dig, really deep, into dig stuff. deep into music the way I used to. And, and I, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm not the only one, but I just kind of go through waves where I just kind of listen surfacely for a while. Mm. But man, I would say over the last year or so, I've just been really getting into it and digesting it and going into deep dives of, of albums and cuts and saying, and it's been great. And the listeners are just a hundred percent responsible for that. I think.
1: Yeah, and those those uh, the people we play with, the listeners are um, amazing at this. Uh, name that tune.
2: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Off yeah. one beat, off okay. one note. <laughs> it's yeah, insane. or like a sound effect, or like yeah, a, yeah. just a
1: symbol, and they're like, oh, that's Pink Floyd from <laughs> what? 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 Are you, from Amagama, What?
2: I remember when I was host, when I hosted a couple of weeks ago and I told Mary, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this thing where they have to decide, you know, find the theme between the four songs. And she's like, oh, you're such a music nerd. No, <laughs> nobody will get that. I'm like, honey. They will. You don't know these people. These, these people are way nerdier than I am when
1: it comes to music. They've, uh, in a good way. Yeah. Oh, 100%. They, we have, I think, hosts lined up for the next two months.
2: Oh, for Name That Zone? Yes. Really? Oh, good. I don't think I can host again.
1: <laughs> Why not? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to have to... Uh, you don't have to put on a big spectacular uh, spectacle like you did last
2: time. You can just be you. I don't want to go back and find all the music I played before. Because I've hosted twice, so it's easily 400 songs. Yeah, I hosted twice, too. It's easily 400 I songs. I do want
1: to do it again. And I was, was going to say, oh, I'll do it again. And then I'm like, oh, we have... The next date, okay, well, I'll just hang back then.
2: But I did I did start a, a, a playlist on my iTunes of songs I played on Name That Tune. Mm-hmm. So, But I don't want to go through it all.
1: The next time I do it, I just want to play songs from, I'm going to call it On The Fours. And I'm just going to play songs from 64, 74, 84, 94, 2004.
2: That's great. I love the, I love the fact that they're running with the theme. Mm-hmm. And coming up with different games within it, it gets that, better every week. Jeff Frank yesterday was awesome,
1: yeah. He had, a, he he had, had some trivia.
2: trivia and uh, bonus wore, points and
1: wore a chapeau. Did he? Yeah, he had a hat on the whole time. He had a cool
2: shirt. I forgot to ask. What Did you think was. that
1: was his hair? Because that was a hat, Murray. I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was his hair?
2: I would look like an asshole
1: right up there on that top shelf. Uh, I just uh recently watched the two part Laurel Canyon documentary, so I uh, I bought the first four love CDs. Wow, good for you Yeah, because I'm like, oh, this, yeah, I need to know this band Right, right, absolutely, what do you think? Uh, it's good, I mean, yeah. it's, it's not, like, I, I haven't listened enough to where I can say This whole album's awesome or right, that right. Whole album's awesome But I'm enjoying it The thing is, at this point in our lives You really have to listen to something a lot until you know all the lyrics And you're really like, oh, wow, I really love this And that's the trouble now I don't know if I can give some of these newer things that I don't know enough of my mm. time
2: well every once in a while you'll hit one one you, you'll listen to one you'll love it like yeah. that well, i it, like
1: the new pretenders album i think is fantastic dude the new killers album it's great. is great it's awesome yeah. and i didn't i liked hot fuss and i didn't like
2: anything after yeah. it and i love this album yeah. and they got the new gu- the guitar player was the songwriter too yeah and he's gone off this album he's not on this album well maybe he was holding them back maybe he's what i didn't like about that
1: maybe maybe uh Maybe it wasn't the auto-tune performances of Brandon Flowers. Maybe it was a-
2: I tell you what, that guy is probably one of the worst frontmen I've ever seen. And not exactly the great lyricist either. Uh, but I, I like uh, but I like this album a lot. Yeah, it's good. I like this album it, a lot.
1: Imploding the Mirage. Yeah, so he's a little... Yeah. He, High I, fuss.
2: I don't know if he wants... I don't...
1: Sam's Town. He's a little artsy-fartsy for me. Or he tries to be
2: artsy-fartsy, I He's think. from
1: Vegas. How artsy-fartsy he be? That's what I'm saying. He's all neon. Tr- he tries
2: to be artsy-fartsy is what I think.
1: His, Somebody, um, some,
2: some Killers fan out there is mad at me now.
1: His, uh, his first solo album, I love it. Like, I love it. I think I love it more. I think it, it's my favorite thing he's done. Really? The one with Are We Human on it? Let me see. Du, 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 du. I can't pull the title for some reason. This is what I'm saying about. Uh, yeah. And why did it take me there? Did you talk amongst yourselves at home? Well, I just do this. Du, 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 du. It's called Flamingo. Okay. Flamingo and uh yeah what is are we are we human on there i think that is on a is on one of the uh, is on the third um killers album is that are you sure it's killer song i think so i hated that song (laughs) yeah that that album does not grab me okay
2: Uh, let me see so it's sam's town flamingo what's this one called uh luxor what's it excalibur what's it called the dunes caesars caesars
1: all right so today here's what we're doing murray we're doing earth water air fire I did this before with part Jan- two. It's part two because I did it before with Janet Varney many, many years ago. Oh, because Janet!
2: I haven't talked to her in forever. She, she
1: was the voice of Cora mm-hmm. on the Legends of Cora, mm-hmm. and um, that character uh, would uh, would use uh, earth, water, air, fire to to her advantage. I might be getting all this wrong.
2: So naturally, you called me because my superpowers.
1: Well, we we're again we were going to do Lou Reed, and 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 we got kind of hung up with um, so much material to get through so i just wanted to have something that would be easy
2: yeah no i appreciate that i like these i, I like when you do one band but i like these kind of catch-all
1: yeah it's easy to search on itunes you just type in the word yeah. earth and then all the songs come up and you and then you go i can't believe there's a thousand songs with earth in the title
2: right i and, like, and i I don't know i think as i get older my uh i don't know like my attention span is dwindling mm-hmm. so i'm constant i now I've started listening to more albums T to B but I've constantly everything's on shuffle I'm constantly yeah. you know on the on in the car sh- sh- switching stations right. so I, I I think so Like a spaz Yeah totally so going through Lou Reed's catalog which is at some points amazing and, and just some points fucking awful Yeah uh, it was just such like, an undertaking
1: you know what I mean The awful albums when you hear those you go Oh, if this was his first album, he would never have been allowed to record ever again, because <laughs> it's just that bad.
2: But I wouldn't even say albums. I'll say there's one album that is great for like the first five songs, and then shit for the next six.
1: Which one is that? Do you know? I wanna, it's one hit?
2: of his. Po- I want to say it's Transformer. Okay, it's one of his more popular ones. I was like, how is this
1: one? It's the tough. popular it's a t- one, and, and I'm not even listening to Metal Machine Music. I can't. Right, even do right, it. right. It's, I don't even know if I sent that one to you. I know I probably did, but. Uh, I have a metal machine and I like people love Berlin, and I'm like, Arr. I know it's so, tough. Yeah, it's not like it's not like Bowie's catalog, but the, th- the thing is, where there but, might be one that you don't like,
2: right? The thing is, and I've said this before Lou Reed was a professional <laughs> singer for 50 years and never got better at singing. He no. was just, but I've been watching this, um, reunion the uh Velvet Underground reunion concert from '93 the last couple nights and it's i don't know there's something about it where you're just like yeah
1: i'm in it's a happening man
2: i'm in like you are flat <laughs> Lou Reed, you are flat you haven't hit the right note this whole fucking concert yep. can't find the notes sterling whatever the fuck his name is is flat and and i'm like but you know what it's great i'm in i'm in I've how long is that 30? concert hour 20 minutes because it perfect. was 93 perfect yeah and oh, I, I, so this
1: was like a reunion type. Yeah, concert.
2: they they did a reunion in a in an album. Um, if you if you Google it, you can uh, you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, YouTube uh, Velvet Underground Redo '93, and I love it. I, I love it. It's fantastic.
1: I just found this album by Little Steven
2: and the Seven Disciples of Soul, or
1: no, it's just uh, it's just credited to uh, Little Steven. Okay. It's called Born Again Savage. It's from 1999 mm-hmm. and the rhythm section on the entire album is Adam Clayton and Jason Bonham. Really? Yes. That is so rare for Clayton to do. I know. And they and that's the band. It's just it's just those two and then Little Steven. How a How did I not hear about that? B How have you not told me about that? I just discovered it like last week. Oh, and, okay. And you... you know what? I'm going to I'm going to play you I'll play you the opening track because adam and larry will do stuff together i
2: rarely hear adam i know doing something by himself
1: i know jason bonham and adam clayton okay <laughs> do you, do you think, first song do you think
2: adam t- started playing with jason bonham is like hmm maybe larry mullen isn't
1: well you remember larry mullen played on the, uh, does drums on the last alice Cooper album and i did tell you that
2: yeah you might have
1: okay this is the title track this is called born again savage
0: They taught me we got the power The money The guns If there's a God He's whiting on our side You'll believe anything When you are
1: young It's just a little taste Not bad I
2: don't know if I love those vocals But I like the groove
1: This is Camouflage of Righteousness
2: a good title <laughs>
1: a song on here for me. It's called St. Francis. I love this album. You've been listening to it a lot? I have. I've been listening to it uh, nonstop since last week. Can you send that to me? I'll send it to you. Thank you. Okay. Let's get into All it. All right. Earth, so, fire, wind, rain. Earth, water, air, fire. Snow. And you decided that we should do each do six, 16 songs. Just right? to
2: round it out. Four, 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 four.
1: How come I'm missing? uh, How come your list I only have fourteen songs in your list? That's not right.
2: Is that not right? Let me take a look.
1: Uh, Four Earth. I got one, two, three, four. I got three. Oh, I got four Earth. I got three Water.
2: I got sixteen on my list.
1: What am I missing? I guess we'll find out as we go in a
2: second. I don't know
1: what happened. Maybe I drug it into my playlist. Anyway, I'll let you start it out. What do you got for us first?
2: Speaking of Adam Clayton, we're starting off with Earth, right? Yes. Let's start off with Earth. This is, um, I always give shit for U2 about their, like, kind of into the album tracks. Uh, They're usually not the strongest, but I love this one. This is Peace on Earth by U2. This
1: is from my favorite U2.
2: Oh, yes. I'm sorry. This is from All That You Can't Leave Behind.
0: All the folks, the rest of us. Get to know Sean and Julia Gareth, Anne and Breeder, Their lives are bigger than Any big idea Jesus, can you take the time To throw a drowning man alive Peace on earth to tell the ones who no sound Whose sons are living in the ground peace on
1: earth. I love this album so much.
2: So do I. And I was just looking at the track listing again, and it, it's it's really reminiscent of um, uh, Joshua Tree in the way it's structured, that all the hits are on the front half. Yeah. And the back half, there aren't any hits, but the back half is just as good as the front half.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it's a killer.
2: Yeah, and one of my favorite... You two songs of all time is in a little while off that album.
1: Love that one? Love Beautiful Day? Mm-hmm. Walk on. Kite. Everything.
2: Gray, yeah, even like Grace the last track. Peace on Earth, Wild Honey is a cool little it's tune. All, it's all good. It's so good. It's so good. I'm wondering what they're going to do next.
1: I don't know because like that album and um How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb, those feel like um two parts. Oh, yeah? You think so? I do. I feel like those albums sound similar. Yeah. And then we had uh, No Line on the Horizon, which is um, wanted to be like those two, but is a little different. And that's the one that fans, I think, kind of don't give as much attention to. I really like it because I say this all the time. That came out in 2009. That's when we moved into this house. So I was here painting this house prior to moving in, Mm -hmm. and that was the album I was listening to over and sure. over and over again. I have one of those albums coming yeah. up on this list. And then the last two albums go together.
2: The last two albums are definitely
1: companion yeah. albums.
2: Yeah, I, I you know what my problem with No Line on the Horizon is is I don't like the sequencing of it. Sequencing? Is that the right word? I don't like the order of okay. the song. I think maybe
1: you could resequence it yourself, Murray. <sighs> like I got time for that. <laughs>
2: Honey, did you find a job? No, I'm reordering No Line on the Horizon again.
1: <laughs> okay, when you get the perfect order, honey, we need uh, bread. Yeah, all right, we need to pay the mortgage, so. All right, my first song, going to go all the way back to 1964 with a bunch of Jersey boys, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. That guy sings fantastic still.
0: Hey! <laughs> <laughs>
2: He hates it. No, I love it. I, just, I got sand in my eyes. Okay.
1: By the way, Murray's wearing a tank top and shorts because he thought we were going to record <laughs> outside. It's 112. I, and I just no way. I was surfing earlier
2: and I would left the beach and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get changed. I got, I'm going out to 112. No way would we
1: record outside right oh. now. That's oh, so funny. And my
2: Shorts are still a little damp, so your chair might get a oh, little wet. Oh, that's fine.
1: Okay, that's fine.
2: My favorite version of that song? Mm-hmm. Marvin Berry In <laughs> <And> the <laughs> yeah. Star and the
1: Starlights. That's from uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, they actually do a really good job on that. Are they? Are those guys that we see on screen actually singing it, or are they lip syncing to someone else? I wonder. Oh, that I don't know. Because, because Michael J. Fox is not playing that guitar. He's a guitar player. I know he is. but He's not playing that. I bet he played some of it. He wanted to.
2: He played enough to be convincing. And that's what I hate when they hire actors to play guitar. even that great Sean Penn movie about Django Reinhardt, that Woody Allen movie. He was like it was took me out of it because he didn't learn the basic chords to fuck. Just make it convincing. You don't have to yeah. learn. Also, you're obviously you're also not going to learn Django Reinhardt. He's a phenomenal guitar player, but learn the basics <laughs> so it's fucking convincing. Yeah, something. Do your job. I'm not the only one who can strum a guitar. I know other people who are out yeah. there, and it takes you right out of the fucking movie. And I thought, uh, what's yeah. I thought Michael J. Fox did a great, and he has Parkinson's. Dude, <laughs> fucking Sean, or whatever his name is,
1: Sean Penn can't he, fucking. <laughs> uh, that's like um, that's like when you watch uh, Danny Bonaducci as Danny Partridge. He's like strumming the bass.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was a great interview yeah. with what's his? Who's the other guy in that? The, uh, the older brother? Keith Partridge? Yeah, Keith Partridge. What's his name? I'm blanking on his name. David Cassidy? David Cassidy. It's been a long week. Uh, there was an interview with him. He was like, it took him about, I think it was like the first season until he finally took Danny aside and said, you don't strum the bass. <laughs> you yeah. don't strum it. You plug it.
1: Yeah, go learn, dummy.
2: Well, like, well
1: both of them turned out to be okay, so. <laughs> All right, we're moving into the air. David Cassidy died? He did. Yeah, that's sad. Danny Bonaduce still alive. That's, I would, I would, that's sadder. I would flip that. Yeah. I had that, right back when we first
2: started hanging out, I was in LAX and he had just gotten popped for a DUI, not Danny Bonaduce. Yeah. And he was in the lounge, just, he was going back to Florida, I assume. Didn't look good. He was, it was 10 o'clock in the morning and he was drunk and passed out. I think I sent you a picture.
1: <sighs> yeah, you did. That's sad.
2: Yeah, I didn't I would never put it out on so you know, I'm not that cruel and to put it out on social send. media. Yeah.
1: Okay, if anyone I'm, wants to see it, it's up right now. I'm not that cruel, I'll just talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> yeah, after the fact. Can't hurt him now. You he already heard him. True. Rock in peace. Rock in peace, Keith Partridge.
2: David Cassidy. Keith. Jack Cassidy. Is Keith it my turn? Keith Cassidy. Keith Partridge. David Partridge. What are we doing? I took I Air. tried I tried to take some deep dives on this. I tried to take some deep dives on this. So our next Earth is off um, Hounds of Love.
1: Okay, so this is the one I don't have. Oh, you don't have it? No, I don't. I have it, but I don't have it in my list. Who's the artist? Uh, Kate Bush. Yeah, something happened here. Did I not send it? No, no, my... no, 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 no. You, you sent it. Okay. You sent it. I'm trying to find it.: Well, as out. you
2: find it, um, Kate Bush was discovered by David Gilmore of Pink Floyd. So already
1: that's good pedigree. And what's the song we're playing? Um, hello uh, Hello Earth. Well we're gonna go I thought we were gonna we're gonna do all the earths, then oh, all the airs. Do you that, want? Oh, you easy. wanna do air? No, no, no. All L- right, let's do that. And I do have it now. Well, let's do two earths, three airs, one
2: fire. Oh. What does this bring us to? I feel like I'm ordering donuts. Kate Bush.
3: <laughs>
2: hello, Amazing voice. Yes.
0: My heart and my
3: mind. I can be
0: driving, driving home. And sleep on the seat. I get out of my car to step into the night and look up at the sky. And there's something right traveling fast.
2: We good. Now we are. <laughs> there is a cover of Running Up That Hill by this chick named Meg Myers that is out now and it is carbon copy of the Kate Bush version. Her voice sounds it sounds like it sounds like when she got her album deal the producer's like, "Wow, you have a voice like Kate Bush, we should cover her song." And it's almost note for note and it's so irritating because K-Rock, the alternative station out here, yeah, who used to play Kate Bush but refuse to play Kate Bush anymore will play this cover, which is an exact... I hate I hate radio. <laughs> I do. I hate radio.
1: All right, well, you played a lady, so I'm going to play a lady. Here we go. This is Carol King.
2: Oh, I almost brought this. I
0: feel the earth
2: First Time I heard that song, the Muppets. <laughs> Who was singing it? I think the Muppets were singing it, just all of them as a group. Yeah, you know, every, you know, every once in a while they'll just chorus it, just do a song. You know,
1: I, I, I was it on the Muppet Show or was it, was it on the Muppet Sesame Street? Show. It was on the Muppet Show. Who sang that?
2: I don't think Carol King was a guest. I don't know, Aaron Kahn would know.
1: He would. Yeah. Aaron, let, let Murray know. Or if he's wrong, let him know that too.
2: He likes to do that also.
1: <laughs> uh, what's up? Oh, what's next? Earth, another Earth, for Earth, for, then for air.
2: For Earth. Uh, this goes out to uh, the f- aforementioned uh, Carly Anderson, the organizer of Name That Zoom. Um, we'll inherit the Earth. The well, now,
1: Karen Landry started it, but Carly runs the Zoom room.
2: Yes, Carly runs the Zoom room. My rock solid boo, Karen Landry. It was her idea, and it really took off from from that, from her idea. I
1: know. And the first couple weeks were it was clunky because we were figuring out how to how to work it, yeah, how get to the do music, it. And now it's perfect. I
2: guess Carly uses Zoom for her work or something. So she yeah, knows, she is super Zoom. Yeah, or maybe she's started Zoom. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, this is uh, Carly Zoom Anderson. Carly Zoom Anderson. We'll heard the Earth by Replacements. Uh, hardcore Replacements uh, fans. Uh, Think this is their worst album.
1: I like it. Carly and I co-hosted a Replacements episode.
0: Shocking! Now thing shocks anymore. The message read as it washed shore Skies turn black as my eyes look down Written on the back of these words I found
2: Their first album was Slim Dunlap.
1: I keep looking. I keep looking for you to tell me to fade it down, but I don't think I. I'm going to. You're paying attention, but it doesn't look like you're paying. All
2: attention. right, because I didn't. I didn't write notes. I figure I'll just use my phone for notes. Okay, that's cool. So I was. I wanted. I've fucking gotten so many things wrong on this <laughs> podcast. I want to make sure I get them right. Well,
1: people will let us know.
2: I know, and now I'm so fucking paranoid about getting it wrong. So yeah, that's the first album with Slim Dunlap. A lot of people don't. Like I said, a lot of Replacements fans, it's their least favorite. But it, again, I think because I was so late to music, I'm always going to like the first thing I really hear. Right. And then, so this was really the first album I got I like that I song. Into. That song was good. Yeah.
1: Who And what, what instrument does Slim play? Guitar. As a
2: matter of fact, I th- they did a uh, EP because he's sick. So they did that EP a couple of years ago. Is he To raise sick? money. Yeah. I, I think it's a Don't Get Better kind of sick. Hmm. And uh, they did that EP a few years ago. And then I think that's what um, inspired him to do that tour.
1: That'd be a good name of a country song. Don't get better, kind of sick. <laughs> I got that. Don't get better, kind of sick. Yeah, he's, it looks like he's still kicking. That's all I got. I only have that so far. I'm still working on some verses and a melody. Well, that's all you need. Uh, my next song is Peter Gabriel. It's from uh, the Pixar film Wall-E. This is called Down to Earth. Have you seen WALL-E? Yeah,
2: I don't think I liked it.
1: It's got all the people that are fat. Remember, they're all fat in the spaceship. Mm. That's what I took away from it. No one's exercising.
2: Isn't the one with the the robot and there's no speaking?
1: Yeah, until they get on the spaceship. Then Jeff Garland plays the fat guy and he speaks. And he says, hey, I'm fat. Pretty much playing himself. It's kind of typecasting, (laughs) even though he's animated. All right. But uh, I do like the song, Down to Earth.
0: All these rules don't apply When you're high in the sky So come on down Come on down We're coming down to the ground There's no better place to go We got snow upon the mountains We got rivers down below We're coming down to the ground To hear the birds singing
1: you think we'll be able to, uh, everyone be in a room together to do a year in review episode this year. Are we going to do that via zoom. I hope we don't. Well, can
2: let's just do it in a room and sit apart. I know, but I mean, we, this
1: room doesn't work. Where, who, who? We can probably do it in my uh, home studio be like in the four corners of the <laughs> well i don't have
2: couches and tables yeah and yeah, stuff, yeah so i can just slide my desk back against my wall we have plenty of room because it'll be what me you Siegel, christy
1: and then either you know david wilde or christine blackburn or christine probably B- christine blackburn yeah maybe david yeah that'd be fine that just sounded like i said it wasn't going to be david <laughs> i'm just like you know, David Wilde, ah, Christine.
2: Yeah, rock in peace, David Wilde.
1: <laughs> David is that what happened? Is that what you're trying to tell us? No.
2: Okay.
1: Oh my God. I haven't talked to him in a while, man. Um, I think he's just hanging at home and now I think he started to uh, venture out and uh, mm. started to work again. So good for him. That's good. Working. Uh, well, he, yeah. Working it. He can always write. Yeah, he can write from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. All right, is we that got me? W- one more or Earth song from you.
2: Oh, uh, this is the Dandy Warhols. Do you have this?
1: That's here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the n- next. The next. I, I, I'm missing a water song, but w- and okay. I'm missing an air song for some reason. But we'll figure it out.
2: Okay. This is uh, not if you were the last junkie on earth. The Dandy Warhols. Like that title. It was a. I think it was a regional hit out here. I
0: never
2: That's the Dandy Warhols out of Portland. They There's a, I'm a huge rock doc fan, as I'm sure you are, and a m- bunch of our listeners are, and there's a uh, doc called Dig.
1: Did nope. you ever see? I did not see that.
2: And it's about the Brian Jonestown massacre and uh, basically their rivalry against uh, the Dandy Warhols, <laughs> which was all in Brian Jones's brain. The guy was insane. Yeah, sounds foolish. Yeah, the guy was insane. Anyway, it's a, it's a disaster. <laughs> it's a disaster of a Brian Jones sound. It was a disaster of a band, and you should check out the the doc. is really good.
1: I want to watch the uh, Suzy Q, the Susie Quattro. There, I gotta write
2: that down. There's so, the Cream Magazine one just came mm-hmm. out. the Susie Quattro,
1: Michael DeBar,
2: Michael DeBar, oh, something else. Oh, there's a from the Newport Jazz Festival. Uh, there's, there's the concert many. doc. I know. There's so many. I'm so excited. Now I and, have stuff to watch. I ran out of stuff to watch on Netflix.
1: And you just recommended the um, action park.
2: Yes, I did recommend the... Act, it's called um, Class Action Park. I
1: thought it was going to be funny, and we started... We were like five minutes in, and Pilar was like, this seems like it's going to be depressing. Yeah. So we, so we didn't continue together, but I'm going to watch it. Okay,
2: it doesn't... Now, as a matter of fact, the problem with the, the... Sorry for spoiler alerts on this. The problem is there... The documentary's about... Uh water park in New Jersey I used to go to, and it was just dangerous. It was just... There was no oversight. There was It was ran by kids. Okay. The owner was connected, so he was paying off the city so he wouldn't get shut down. Oh, my God. And unfortunately, people died at this park. That's a bad thing. Yeah. So they make it really kind of fun and funny in the beginning, and the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, how are they going to make this turn? Yeah. <laughs> how are they going to make this turn? And they make it, and it's not. it's not really... It's not that well done with the turn, but uh I'm curious to see people who've watched it who didn't grow up going there see what they think so I you I mean to be honest, the first death was 1980 i didn't go to action park until 86 so six that years should have been fucking death. closed down i'm eighty <laughs>
1: Or at least, yeah, or at least, yeah, fix what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Was it, um, were you ever with any friends when you were there that got injured?
2: I got injured. I had the wind knocked out of me on uh, (laughs) a water slide, because this water slide had a ramp at the bottom.
1: That would shoot you up in the air. That would shoot you
2: up in the air and into a, you know, a pool. But the pool was like a foot deep, but it was all soft and plastic. (laughs) You got road rash coming down the uh, alpine slide.
1: I... We went to um, the water slides out here at Six Flags mm-hmm. when I first moved out here, because our friend Chip Chinnery, he got um, he it's called Raging Rapids, I don't know, but he he got a he got a commercial, okay, and uh, one of his parts in the commercial, he's in a full suit, three piece suit, and he he slides off, he goes off the highest one, and and he's not big on heights or water slides at the time. But it was like a $30,000 buyout for this commercial because right, they were right. going to run the shit out of it. So, you know, he mustered up a uh, enough nerve to – and then he ended up doing it a couple times, and he's fine. But now he likes to go to water oh, parks. So I went with him one day soon after that, and I, I don't like heights. So just yeah, right. going up to the top is bad for me. And then when you got up there, there were three choices, and I was like, I don't know which one I'm going to do. So I chose one. And so I start to go down. And as soon as I'm starting to go down, I think that I can stop myself because I'm petrified. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, oh, clawing. No. <laughs> I'm like clawing at the side of the tube. And then, and then I just, it was, it was horrific.
0: Oh
2: man.
1: Like I, I'm surprised I didn't hurt myself by trying to you stop myself. You would have hated this.
2: You would have hated this part. Yeah. I, well, I can,
1: I'm, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, this, I don't know. Like
2: their, their, their high slide, the high water slide was a netting. They had to put netting for the first 20 oh, feet. Oh my God. So you didn't go flying forward. And th- and no. you had to pull yourself out and hold hold on a pole. Right. So it isn't like you inched and went down. You had to suspend yourself from a no. pole, then drop. And then when you no. ca- when you came to the flat, it just took your shorts and crammed them so far up your <laughs> ass crack. You had to like get a spoon and dig it out. It was yeah. so painful. If you didn't cross your legs, girls' tops would be up at the top at mm. the end, and it- oh yeah
1: fantastic. Yeah. My Good height fun. thing is weird though. Like I, I can go skiing and I can ride the ski lift up the first, the first ride. Really? Yeah. The first ride up on the ski lift, I'm like, oh boy. And then, then I'm fine. Um, unless I'm with, uh, Paul Gilmartin who doesn't like to put the, the rail down. He's like, we just have to lift it up when we get to the top. I go, yeah, but we're not going to be in the top in two <laughs> seconds. Put it down. You got to put it down. Uh, cause I don't want that. I need something in oh, front I, of me. No, absolutely. Um, and I can get up on the low roof and do stuff if mm-hmm. I need to. So it's like, and I would always climb trees as a kid. It's right. just, it's when I don't feel I'm in control, sure. I think is when, yeah, that I'm makes not sense. good with it.
2: One thing they did leave out of the Action Park documentary is it was originally a ski resort, mm-hmm. Vernon Valley, Great Gorge. And then the summer months, the guy couldn't make any money. So he built this park on the ski slopes. <laughs> So in the winter, when you went skiing, you're skiing over slides. Oh my god! You're skiing over the alpine slide. They didn't touch on this. You're skiing by the under the rides that are closed down. That's ridiculous. It was insane. It was insane. It could never happen nowadays.
1: What's that? Uh, what's that? Um, what is that documentary about the guy who climbs without a rope? It's called Free.
2: Oh yeah, that was the. That was the year we went to the Oscars. Free Solo. Free Solo. Yeah.
1: I watched that on our TV at the house and I was getting weak in the knees throughout that. Like cuz I'm just like he this this is crazy. Right. Now he did he climb El Capitan uh, in Yosemite? Was that the big cl- climb? I don't know which one it was, but it was trust me, I think it it's was too much. Yeah, I didn't see it. You have to see it. It's it's amazing. M- M- mayor loved it. Um, I loved it too, but I was getting Physically weak in the knees watching it. Yeah, I would imagine. I'm like, I could never have watched this in a movie theater, because this is making me <laughs> really. Yes.
2: Huh? That's interesting.
1: All right, my next tune's the Fab Five. so good. How yeah, I was going to ask how you are with Duran Duran.
2: I love Duran Duran. The thing, first of all, back when Duran Duran came out, I was really into the Beatles, so I used to get pissed when people would call them the Fab 5. Yeah. But I also grew up in the 80s in you know, a very uh not woke era. <laughs> okay. I would sneak and listen to him. I would you like had to
1: sneak to listen to them. Yeah, yeah.
2: I would listen to it and I'd be like, oh, I don't like Duran Duran, they're lame, only chicks like Duran Duran, and then I'd go home and I'd be like, this is,
1: <laughs> but you're like, but I like chicks, so <laughs> if Oof. I like Duran Duran, maybe the chicks will like me. Oh, I didn't think that way. Chicks. That's yeah. that's your word, chick. Yeah? Yeah. All right. You. That's what you say. You like to say chick. I guess so. Uh, yeah. That's not should have uh, been born,
2: born in 55.
1: Yeah. All right? Yeah, Fonzie. Fonzie. <laughs> What, uh, okay, we're moving into water now. We're moving into water. All right. It's only taken us 44 minutes to get through Earth. No, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, it's right here. In the, All right. Are you timing us? Oh, no, I'm not timing. It shows me a time code right All here. Right.
2: When does Christy uh, tell us to wrap it up?
1: <laughs> Christy came and hung out here last week for five hours. Really? Yes. That's too long. It was great. That's too long, Pat. It was me. Oh, I should, what if I would have said like after 40 minutes you gotta get you gotta it's go too long. Christy. it's too long you're Christy. done you gotta you're get out of here. here
2: you gotta get out of here
1: I was shocked that she came she came uh solo uh-huh and uh and I wasn't shocked that she came but I was, I was gonna say, say were well, things not well at home no no no, no no no, <laughs> no 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 I wasn't shocked she came but uh but that she stayed that long was fun oh good it was fun
2: I like Christy's awesome I've yeah. always liked her
1: it was uh it was me Siegel Christy and then Pilar and then Pilar wait um, you
2: Siegel and, why didn't I get an invite
1: Here's what happened.
2: All right, here we Siegel go. Siegel
1: came to record, and mm-hmm. then he brought some of the fish from his fishing trip.
2: Oh, right,
3: yeah. And yeah. then he
1: cooked for us. And Siegel tells me
3: Oops, sorry.
1: Siegel tells me that he invited Christy to, uh, to come over. <laughs> and I just said, okay. So uh so yeah, she was she was his plus one.
2: Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, poor Siegel, man. He's in Montana right now, and I gave him He's like, give me some hikes to go on. And I gave him this hike, and it's burning down right now. Montana has oh, no. massive, massive fire. I hope Asher, Daryl Asher's all right. I hey, te-
1: yeah, I texted him today and asked if he was camping or sleeping in his car. He said he slept in his, in his car last night, but he's not doing that anymore. Why is he sleeping in his car? Um, well, You know, I don't know. Okay. He's sleeping in his car. He's at one of these national parks, I guess. Just he's in that? your car.
2: Oh, he's at one of the national... Oh, no, Siegel, not Asher.
1: No, Siegel. Oh. Not Daryl Asher. <laughs> he said Daryl Asher was sleeping. i like, no. he lives in Montana. Why is he sleeping in his car? Look, maybe I, did. I could have said Daryl Asher, but okay. no, Mike Siegel.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's sleeping in his car. That's what he said. Yeah. All right, Phil, but he, said
1: he said enough of that.
2: Yeah. My uh, sister-in-law posted a picture. It's a massive... Of Mike mass- Siegel
1: sleeping in his car?
2: He's a good-looking guy. Chicks mm-hmm. like him. No, this massive fire. It's taken down the Bridger Mountains. When
1: we had the fires here last year, it was so scary. Mm hmm. Was it last, Was which, two years
2: ago when they came by me? Yeah. And I mean, I'm not anywhere near anything that burns.
1: When the news shows like fire on the 405, I'm like, well, it's not that far for embers to jump and jump and yeah, jump yeah. and get to where we are. Yeah. It was
2: the ash and smoke were so bad. And I'm, I'm, I'm away from fire. Mm-hmm. You're a little bit closer to fires. I'm away from fire. The ash and and d- was so bad. I texted my friends about surfing one morning. They're Like, oh no, the air quality is really poor. And I'm like, the air quality's always poor. I'm going. Yeah. And I get to the beach and I get out of my car and instantly started coughing. Oh, that's I'm bad. Like, All right, I'm getting back in. This is bullshit. <laughs> this yeah. Is-
1: <laughs> yeah. When the fires were at, like near the four hundred five, I kept checking in with Christy because it would have to get to Christy before it would come to us. So, oh, was she over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I was I like, she was over there. No, no. Oh, okay. So I was like, uh, I'm like, how are you guys? We're good. Is it close? No, we're fine. I'm like, okay. So that just put my mind at ease. Right. Knowing that if Christy was okay, then we're okay.
2: I don't know why I thought Christy lived farther out than you because nobody lives farther out than you. <laughs> nobody I know lives farther you out know. than you.
1: Yeah. Well, you get into Calabasas and um, yeah, yeah. Westlake Village and that kind of stuff.
2: Robert Schimmel used to live in Calabasas. But mm. he died, so now you're officially the person I know <laughs> oh, farthest <no>. out.
1: <laughs> All right, water. We're at water.
2: We're at water. Uh, my first one is off. I some, What do we call it? We're going to call this uh, hipster bullshit. You have this one. This is the Decemberist. I, I love this album, The King is Dead. Uh, I lived in New York for six months, I think it was, right when my son was born. I listened to this album, uh, Roxy Music album, and... It's where I first found Rock Solid and I listened to and I was like 50 episodes in, uh, ahead so I had like wow. 50 episodes to listen to and so that's good
1: if you find it now you can uh, 510
2: yeah that's amazing so this is Down by the Water The Decembrists
1: alright see
0: this <laughs> Fall
1: production on that is very bright. That yeah. was like louder than any of the other songs I played.
2: Yeah, I like I that album a lot. You, if I, when it I to it, good. When I listen to it, you can hear like a lot of like, oh, that's a ripoff of Peter Buck's guitar playing. I mm. think they're really inspired by R.E.M. And they got their name from some sort of like Russian <laughs> war movement. I forget what it was. So super pretentious uh, <laughs> fucking hipster bullshit, but I love it.
1: Well, uh, my next song is from a band that you and I saw together out in the desert. We drove took us forever to get out there. Oh yeah. Hollow Oats. Hollow Oats? It didn't it take us like 5 hours to what it would normally take 2 It was like on two a hours? Friday or something ridiculous like that, right? Yeah, Suzanne uh Suzanne Dillingham and I went to see Cheap Trick out there like on a Friday and it took us it took us so long. It was it's not a good idea. Yeah. And I
2: perform well, I used to perform <laughs> I used to perform out there and if you just if if the gig is Friday, Saturday, Sunday and you have to leave on a Friday, I just get up at 10. Or go, just go. And or, it's only two hours away. Or
1: should, you should ask for a hotel room for Thursday night and then... Have you been out of stand-up that long
2: to remember <laughs> they will not do that? <laughs> they're so fucking cheap. They're so cheap. Oh, yeah. And the, the problem is now, with everything shut down and they're starting to bring shows back with minimum mm-hmm. uh, occupancy, they're going to want to cut pay.
3: Yeah.
2: And what happens in stand-up is when they cut pay due to something, it never goes back. Yeah. So it'll stay. If you're going to make a grand one night and they're going to pay you 500 just because of minimum capacity, when everything goes back to normal, it's staying at five.
1: The uh, When I when I was living in Chicago and working the clubs, in the summer, the money would go down and they would call it summer money. Sorry. And um, I remember this one headliner said, well, then you're going to get my summer jokes. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember the club owner goes, what do you mean your summer jokes? He goes, some are funny, some aren't.
3: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: it. I All love right, it. this is from 1981. That
1: comedian was Mike Schmidt. The I, I I forget who it was, but it was that was funny. That is funny. Uh, this is from 1981, the album's Private Eyes and this song is called Head Above Water. Oh. Off of Private Eyes? Yep. So 80s. I like it i like it it's got some 80s production on it but when it hits that chorus you're like oh yeah I'm yeah all totally in it. Is, uh t-bone and yep g smith on that yep awesome mickey curry all right charlie Dechant. which one's the sax player charlie Dechant. he's a little bit of a weirdo he's isn't a we- he? with that long hair <laughs> he's now he's got that weird stupid. long hair yeah he didn't have that long hair back then i know
2: but now he's got that we- and it's all white it looks stupid too because he's not
1: i he doesn't don't want to f- say
2: it looks stupid he doesn't he's have a, a
1: full head of hair yeah Whenever anyone's like super kind of receding and then they just grow it, I don't know. Yeah.
2: I saw, I saw, I want to say I saw a D- Bowie, a live Bowie on YouTube the other day and G e. Smith was playing. Was yeah, like, yeah, boy. yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I, here's kind of a, kind of a name drop story, but T-Bone Walker, is that his name? Woke. Woke. Like, like yoke, but with a W. Woke. Okay. T-Bone woke died. I was at. Well, Now
1: I didn't know that. Oh,
2: spoiler alert. <laughs> I was at a movie showing and my wife, well, my wife works with the Coens and the Coens use T-Bone Burnett a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was in the bathroom with T-Bone Burnett and the next, on the next, you know, urinal. Okay. And my friend Sess, who we talked okay. about is a bit, yeah, okay. she knew T-Bone really well. She has this like weird rock. So we're talking about
1: her. two different T-Bones
2: right now. Yes. But she texted me. She's like, I'm so heartbroken. T-Bone died. And I look next to me. I'm like, I'm standing next to him. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? That's and they're funny. like, oh, oh, that's a shame. Uh, I think she might have. I don't want to tell stories out of school, so I think she might have dated him back in the 80s.
1: T-Bone Walk. Woke, yeah. Okay. All right. That's okay. That's not out of turn. I know,
2: but I, it
3: could
1: be wrong. Hmm. I'm going to say they were married. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I
2: look, according to Aaron Khan. I'm wrong here all the time. Four so. kids. Aaron can look that up.
1: What's your uh, What's your next track? Oh, I thought that was... There's one I don't have. I mean, I have it, but it's not in the playlist for some reason.
2: Okay, do you have this one because we're big fans, right? Of Florence and the Machine? Yes, I have it. All right, this is... What a great band Florence and the Machine is. Mm. And this is What the Water Gave Me. Scurvy? (laughs) Hepatitis. Started at 120.
1: Yeah, why isn't it queued up? Now, what... I'm going to
2: jump ahead.
0: Nope. Pocket's full.
2: This is off her second album, Ceremonials, came out in 2011. Her first one, Lungs, uh, obviously I love. That had the big hit, Dog Days uh, yes. Are Over on it. But this, I think Ceremonial uh, Ceremonials is much better. You and like Lungs it better. And Lungs is great. Don't get me wrong. I like this one a lot better.
1: All right. My next song is it's a rockin' piece to Eddie Money. Mm. He's quite a few songs with water in the title. Is he on the wall here anywhere? He's right there. Under Lita Ford. Okay. Which is where you want to be. There you go, if you know what I'm saying. She's a chick. She is a chick. (laughs) So he has a couple songs with water in the title. And of course, Walk on Water, Mm Some called Fire and Water. But the song I like is from his uh, second album. It's called Give Me Some Water. But I'm taking a version from his 1992 album called Unplug It In. He was never asked to do an official MTV Unplugged. So he just did one himself, recorded it, and... And released it DIY buddy Yeah So I this is it. uh Give Me Some Water By Eddie Money
0: Mama never understood What it's like for a losing man When the number one son goes back Playing cards with the devil's hands Daddy got so sick so quick From a walls never understand I was the one I got good with the gun Took the money from the rich man's life Houston Give me some water I like
1: it. That was an almost, Eddie Money.
2: That was an almost?
1: He was almost on the show.
2: Oh. Almost. Almost. And then he heard you guys shitting all over his reality show and he said, no, no, no way. No. This and was then years, killed himself. Years, years, <laughs> years
1: before the reality show, he was scheduled to be on. And that, you know, that reminded me of, uh,
2: Shooting Star by Bad Company.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I can hear that. I like that. Now the next song that I have from you, the band is MP. So who am I missing? You're missing. Oh, you're missing. Uh, I have it. I'm sure I have it. Oh, you
2: have it, but you're missing Tears for Fears.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. this is this is my al- this is my
2: album. Let's this do is, the Tears for this Fears song. Fish out of water off of Elemental.
1: Okay, let me find it. That's the song I'm looking
2: you for. You look for it. And I will say if I had to pick the most important album, yeah, there it is. The most important album of my lifetime. It would be this album. And why is that? It came out at a time that I needed an album to come out. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. I had nothing.
1: I had no, I was nothing to on, live for. I,
2: look, I just I was living on my own. Um I had no job. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I had one CD and it was it. And I used to just ride the bus everywhere and listen to this album. And it's just, it's, it's, I can't live without this album.
1: And tell me what the cue point is.
2: Um, 120. 120 for this. Yes.
1: This is fish out of water off of elemental tears I have, for fears. I have it. it just, it just got thrown out of the playlist for some reason.
0: With all your...
1: Now this uh, Tears for Fears album, it has tears, but it doesn't have fears on it. I think it's one of two albums without fears. And uh, why is that? How does? How do they do that? Um, Kurt Smith just took a break from the band.
2: Okay. And I think I don't think he's on Raul and the Kings of Spain, which is the follow up. Um, I'll have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure. And he just took a break, which I'm always, I'm,
1: you know. But now he's locked in. They're all together. Yeah, they're right? all
2: together. They're they're still doing albums. Um, it's always kind of. I never had a chance to tell. I've met Roland, obviously. We right. talked about that, um, but I never really had. A, I've never really met Kurt Smith, and I don't. I'm afraid. Like, what's your favorite album? I'm like oh, the one you're not on. Like, I don't. Want but it
1: has nothing to do with Kurt. He no. just came in at a time. I love. Does um? Do they both sing lead? Do they trade off lead? Oh yeah, yeah. If they you do. go back,
2: if go back to their like the hurting and stuff like that, Kurt's on. I would say the majority of them. Wow,
1: that's interesting.
2: Maybe not the majority, but I would say
1: fifty percent. It's like that first first Goo Goo Dolls album. I think the uh the, the troll guy sings all the songs. They don't let the good looking guy sing for like uh, two albums or something.
2: Um, I used to go. I used to be able to go to watch the sound checks at the Tonight Show. Okay, because I was writing over at NBC. That's
1: a terrible perk. Oh, it was
2: awful watching. <laughs> Willie Nelson with five other people in the audience and uh, Tom Waits and Weezer and REM and uh, the Goo Goo Dolls. A lot of times I wouldn't even look. I just wanted to be surprised. And so they would, they would run it like they do the show. It's right. a sound check. So the thing would come up. I'd be like, oh, it's fucking Weezer. And it yeah. came up and I was like, oh, it's the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy, the troll is UFO. Yeah. I don't, I don't, he was on something he was and i i from my i would say he was really coked out oh, and yeah. again this is just me speculating i don't know if he I was cocaine makes
1: you really skinny well, <laughs> Boy, you got it in for this guy <laughs> i don't know why just, i just do it for uh for shits and games. uh resner
2: resner no not trent resner johnny resnick and paul westerberg wrote one song off of uh hollywood car wash what is it uh celebrity car wash what's their f- album Something with the car wash. Yeah,
1: see, this superstar, is can, superstar car wash. Yes. Why can't we remember stuff? Why can't we pull stuff quickly right now?
2: We're old. Hmm. My honestly, my sh- um, memory is shot too. <laughs> it, it was. I'm gonna. I know. I'm gonna bring it up again. But it's one side effect of open heart surgery. Is your you, your memory goes. No, I have no excuse. <laughs> and uh, during the pandemic, I've up my uh, THC level. So that's not helping anything.
1: <laughs> so wait, you stopped drinking, but yeah. you've upped the THC. Yeah. Why don't you just go eat cupcakes instead? Because that THC helps me sleep. You have problems sleeping? Oh, absolutely. See, I have no problem sleeping. I just wake up early.
2: Yeah, well, here's the problem. My, my Like, whole- I think
1: I went to sleep last night, like, at 10. And you got up at 5? Yeah. Wow.
2: That's amazing. Well, here, my problem is I... It's seven hours. Oh, that's not too bad. You know, I, I pretty much lived a night life from like '94.
1: Oh, you got to boogie.
2: <laughs> oh, well, you know I love the nightlife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, went, yeah. I went from waiting tables and bands and bartending to stand up, and then I had a kid. So yeah. my whole my whole sleep pattern is is completely off. So my cardiologist recommended that, and it, and it helps me sleep. I sleep like a baby now.
1: How long? What do you? It's a gummy, right? Yeah. And how many gummies do you have? Five. <laughs> Can you OD on those? I don't think so. Okay. But
2: here's the thing: I have to have a combination of CBD mm-hmm. because I don't like the feeling of being high. Mm-hmm. Um, so the CBD counteracts
1: that Is that feeling. the Charlie Daniels dand CBD? <laughs> you can't remember anything, but you put that together in your yeah, head. It's terrible. <laughs> yep, I'm not proud. All right. Okay, so more CBD, drug talk. CBD more drug and talk. the gummy, and and then you're out.
2: I yeah, but the thing is, like, I can never really time it right. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll eat it before poker. Okay. And if we go late, like we did last week.
1: Yeah, you were out of it. I'm fucking falling asleep yeah. trying to play poker. Don't I th- take it before poker tonight.
2: I have to, because if I take it after poker, if we're done at
1: well, one. Why can't you take it in the middle of poker? Why does it have to be before poker or after poker? Oh, I guess I could, huh? Yeah, just a, an hour in, take
2: it. Well, no, because it takes. Uh, sometimes it'll take an hour. Sometimes it'll take two, three hours to kick in. All right. So that's, that's why I do you. it so I can go to bed. I mean, last week I came in. Or the week before, it was de- I was in the money. You get paid first, second, and third. And yeah. I got into the money and I'm like, I'm going to bed all in. I'm just falling asleep. I'm falling asleep. I'm like, yeah. I made my money back. I'm going to bed. Good night, y'all.
3: Yeah.
1: That's uh, in eight hours. I'll see you again. I know. I'm excited. This is where I play up here. Let this me tell is you, the room my play. Let in. me tell
2: you something. Name that tune on Saturdays and poker on Sundays have <laughs> saved my life in it's this great. pandemic. <laughs> I look forward to those
1: things every week. The week flies by because before I know it, I'm like, oh, we're playing Name That Tune tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It, the week just flies by. I don't know where it goes.
2: I get so, like, I woke up this morning and I'm like, oh, I got to go to Pat's at 12. I'm going to try and sneak out and say, so, oh, poker tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I get really so good. All right, I got some super sounds of the 70s for you. This, uh, this is the youngest member of a band called The Bee Gees. He's not the youngest member. He's the youngest brother of the Bee Gees. Rockin' peace. He's been gone for like thirty years, right? Robin, Andy,
0: Andy.
1: Andy was the best looking. Yeah, right. And then Barry. I
2: know Robin's a
1: troll. Pretty bad. (laughs) What is? Robin's pretty bad.
2: (laughs) We're no lookers either, man. (laughs)
1: Look. We are both better looking than the bass player From (laughs) Goo Goo Dolls And we're both better looking than Robin Gibb And I I will fight anyone on that Are we better looking than Andy Gibb? Certainly not Or Barry Sorry, we talked all through that whole song It's fine Like people have never heard it Josh, I've never heard it You've never heard Love is Thicker Than Water? Uh, I don't think so. Let me get to the chorus.
2: That was the
3: chorus. Yeah, I've never <laughs>
2: I'm not up on my, uh, I'm not up on my, uh, who are they, ABBA? What are they called? The Bee Gees. The Bee Gees, right. Yeah, I'm not up on my Bee Gees. Poor Joss Fitz is rolling over in his grave right now. He's the big Abba. He's the, the Abba show, right?
1: He did the Abba show. I listened to we the Abba show. We did a BG show. We did a Yes show. We did an Elton John I'm show. I'm sorry. I
2: listened to the BG show. Fitz
1: has been here four times.
2: He's a great guy. I really like that guy.
1: Wouldn't it be great if like in a year, if we, if everyone could come out to LA and we could do, name that tune, like all together, like, you know what I mean? <clears throat> like, like rent a theater. You, you know what I'm saying? Like one of those hundred seaters on, uh, you know, on Magnolia Boulevard in North Hollywood. And then we could just play in there all night.
2: Let's make that happen. Let's put it on an invite. Uh, when, when, when this stuff fucking shit gets off the mm-hmm. fan. We
1: have a barbecue here, then we can go play. Because you have your yearly barbecue. Yep. Yeah, well, which I've done it once because it couldn't happen this year. <laughs> COVID <laughs> screwed uh, the second <laughs> annual.
2: <laughs> well, you have your traditional barbecue. <laughs> traditional, yeah. Tradition has to start somewhere. Right. And yeah, we can come out and yeah, we'll make that happen. I will found a... We can find a, find we a can't sound make stage.
1: It, we can't make it happen monetarily, but if people get here, we can make no, it we happen. No, can, we
2: can make the game happen we can if make, y'all yeah, can with get Yeah, with the here. sound
1: system and everything. We and you can, can stay at Pat's happen. house. Well, if, if we don't have a renter up here, some people could stay here. You can't stay at mine.
2: <laughs> if it was just me, you could stay at mine. But
1: Yeah, someone could maybe sleep in Ezra's room if, mm-hmm. if, if they're not here couch if you ever do your laundry. There's a couch up th- this is a pull-out couch too and then there's there's a pull-out couch in there and a bed. So the first 6 people who respond we, to we this can stay at Pat Francis. We have some people here <laughs> for sure.
2: You are very uh, what's the word? Giving, yes, but uh
1: I don't know what word I'm thinking of. Um I know what you mean. Trustworthy. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, as much as we've grown to know, grown to known hi, grown to know some of the rock solid mm. listeners, yeah. there's a bunch we don't. You could be like, hey, come, come record, and then uh, you can stay at my house, and then they could stab you in the middle of the night. Well, that, yeah, anyone can stay here but Steve
1: O. <laughs> you know, everyone else is, everything's cool.
2: <laughs> and you're not worried about Steve O killing you, you're worrying about him doing the Hob the Troll character the whole time. His wife could stay here, and then. Seriously, that dude married up. Can we all agree on that? <laughs> Can I just say something?
1: What I've realized What's that every guy married up. Yeah, well, I Everyone. know the two in this room did. Everyone did. <laughs> yeah. Every guy married up. <laughs> I never run into a couple where I go, the guy, where I don't think the guy married up. Right? Where you go to the wife,
2: boy, you married up.
1: <laughs> also, that's how it's portrayed on every sitcom too: big fat guy and hot wife right. is every sitcom.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if the guy's not fat, like even on Everybody Loves Raymond, Ray- Raymond's wife was hot.
2: Yeah, but she's annoying.
1: Well, they give her that, but, okay. you know, on just superficial look wise. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Uh, even Brad Garrett's wife was kind of pretty, right? That was uh, Phil Rosenthal's wife. Yes,
1: it is. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. I
2: remember her being, I haven't seen her in a long time, but I remember her being fairly pretty also.
1: Yeah. That was a good show. I love I love everyone Brad Garrett runs, runs the
2: best one of the best comedy clubs in the country now. Brad Garrett's comedy club in Vegas. And you've played there? No. I was supposed to play here for the first time last no, this coming this coming November. I finally got in. It's the hardest club to get into. I finally got does in. Does he
1: pick does he decide who he plays him there? and his brother? Oh, I think his brother passed away. Rock in peace. Yeah.
2: Um, that no, was just a really really hard club to get into and I finally got into. I finally got a week in COVID shutdown.
1: When a club. comedian of his stature runs a comedy club, does he pay well?
2: I will tell you this. Brad Garrett, my buddy I'm blanking on who it is. Um my buddy went out there, did now when Brad's when Brad performs at his club.
1: Oh, hello. All right, folks, we are back with uh, the show, which is Earth, Water, Air, Fire. And let me tell you what's happened. Right in the middle of the record, as you probably heard, because I'm leaving it in, uh, we had a power outage here in Woodland Hills. And then the power stayed off for four to five hours while, while it was uh, 115 degrees outside. So, look, that's I've been telling people in the grand scheme of things, That's a minor thing. Who cares? It was a little warm in the house. I got in the pool. Everything was fine. But what happened is uh, then Murray left because he's not going to wait here for five hours. And now it's not Sunday afternoon. It's now Monday evening at 1021 p.m. And filling in for the Murr is special guest, the 40-year-old boy, Mike Schmidt. Well, hi. What's (laughs) happening, man? So Murray, hey Mike, how are you? I'm good, thank you for asking me to do this. Mike, we just watched a social distance movie, because that's what we do every Monday. What did we watch? Uh, we, well, the, well certainly we're all
4: familiar with the Bruce Lee classic, Game of Death. Sure. <laughs> we, none of us are familiar with the sequel to this, that classic <laughs> called Game of Death 2, oh my God. which you and I are now
1: way too familiar with, quite we're frankly. We're way too familiar with it. Because we just watched 98 minutes of it. Bruce Lee is only in the first forty-five minutes, and I, when I say he's in it, I mean he's not really in it. And it's also the first thirty minutes, my friend. First thirty minutes, yes and then sir. they kill him off. Yeah, he's he
4: plays uh, Billy Lowe. and this is filmed in nineteen eighty, so he's been dead seven years at this yes. point, and they're still uh, unearthing his corpse to run mm-hmm. the stock footage through and
1: try to make a dollar. At one point in this movie, this old guy is saying uh, he's t- talking to Bruce Lee, and he's telling him. Uh, I, I got to avoid doing a racist voice, but he's like when you were little, you would do this and you would do that. And then they cut and they show you footage of Bruce Lee when he's like five. and then a Chiron comes up and says, Bruce Lee, age five. he's not playing himself no. in the movie. no he's playing Bobby Chow, Bobby Low
4: Bobby Lowe. he's playing Bobby Lowe, who in the last in the original game of death, he died. But it, And he's played by another guy playing a dead Bruce Lee, playing Bobby Lau. Like Bruce Lee is never Bobby Lau <laughs> in the in any of it. And now they've got another guy playing another guy playing Bobby Lau. Yeah. And then they cut away to the Bruce Lee and literally it says Bruce Lee age, age,
1: age, age eight or whatever. Yeah. And then age 18. And, yeah. then, and now look, if you're confused by us uh, explaining it, you're not going to understand it any better when you watch it, it and we, don't. And he and I out loud, I'm just like, all right, why are they telling us this is Bruce Lee? We know it's supposed to be. But it's supposed to be Bobby Lau in mm-hmm. the. Oh my god, dude! It's just a mess. This 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 movie had two scenes where they showed us what happened like seven minutes earlier, but they just showed it in sepia tone. I guess for the person who walked out and got a popcorn, <laughs> maybe for Bruce Lee's ghost, he didn't I, get to pay attention all the way through. Or if, if maybe the movie had to be ninety minutes, so we have to we have to show these two scenes. Yeah, because there's no credits at the end. No, it it's a mess. It is. It's it's
4: terribly bad, and it is it is I and yet on IMDb it it hasn't 5.2 5.2 it's a zero yeah and google users rated it (laughs) 8.5 but what surprised and again what really surprised me too was uh you know enter the dragon and stuff that's 73 and that's when bruce Mm -hmm. lee died yeah and then game of death you're like all right we've got to try to salvage something here because honestly the movie they were going to make with bruce lee was great was fantastic it was a great idea but then they had to build all this stuff around it but that's in 75 i think yeah okay So I understand, you know, the corpse, he's, he's, the body's cold in 75 and you're still using it for game of death. Fine. One last wheedle, one last bite at the apple. Five years later, Mm. they go, you know what we need? We need a second game of death. I I mean, how, (laughs) are they on fumes at the studio? How bad is it that they need to? We need it. Five years later? We gotta
3: have it.
1: Then the, um, the, just the dialogue's terrible. They, they just... They'll, like, show Bruce Lee, say, like, two lines, and then they'll cut to a guy who's doubling for him, and the hair doesn't match Not at, at all. It doesn't match at all. <laughs> yeah, and like, always from the back, too. Always, always from the back, and the double's hair is way longer than Bruce Lee's hair. It's just a total mess, but we watched it. Yeah, we watched the whole thing. And also, uh,
4: as as is, it was the plot of, I believe, another one of these, it, it's, again, it's international drug trade, and then a, a fake death. <laughs> And yes. we and we also get another funeral. They they use stock footage from the Game of Death funeral for this one, oh my and then God. they use real Bruce Lee really footage
1: from Bruce Lee's funeral. Yeah. Oh my Christ! What a mess! It's, it was so it, bad. It's so bad. But we're done now. We don't watch Bruce Lee movies ever again. If we do, we just watch Enter the Dragon again. It was so bad. Wildlife attacked us. <laughs> yes, that's right. We're <laughs> yeah. sitting there talking about it afterwards, and I hear this boom, 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 and I a thought my, I thought Mike just slid his chair like into the uh, patio wall or fence and I go was that you and he no and then we hear it again and then I look up above Mike and there's a raccoon scaling the wall and then we ran like uh, Mo and Larry running through a wall it was terrible
4: it was climbing the trellis and then there's the patio door and Pat's like "All right, I'm gonna go in the patio door you go around the front
1: I go Pat we've seen these movies never split up (laughs) do not split up (laughs) then we go around and I try to go through uh, the side door of the house it's locked we get to the gate not locked but we couldn't get through it quick enough yeah then we need to go to the front door locked knock on <laughs> knock on Rita's window open this, us up this was a good
4: plan by the raccoon I mean he knew I mean he, he knew absolutely had it down he wasn't
1: afraid of us at all no
4: I've had I've had this experience before anybody who listens to the 40 year boy podcast will tell you uh, I was working a graveyard job at uh Schwab's mm-hmm. old joint and uh Pete Schwab yeah and I'm and a possum uh is in the parking garage and then it turns and it looks at me and I'm behind the desk <laughs> And it just starts to lope into, it comes in, <laughs> it comes into the lobby and I get up as it's coming for the door and I slam the door and it reaches under with the little possum oh hands my god! trying to get into the office. It wants to eat you. And it's so ridiculous. I, you know what I did? I locked the door. <laughs> it's. I, it might be my favorite thing about the entire story. I literally locked it like it was going to get in. And then it, then it knew it had me. It literally walked around the lobby. It sat on the chair by the elevator mm-hmm. and just looked at me. It wouldn't leave. So it knew, it knew it owned me.
1: Let's talk about this real quick. Pete Schwabi used to, he was, he lived in, his family lived in an apartment building and Pete was the night watchman there. He would sit down at the front desk. In between like, gigs. In between gigs. And then, but while he was there, he would write. He would he would utilize that time and do something productive. Hmm. Uh, uh, when Mike and I would fill in, because I filled in a couple times, but you did it a lot. We were not
4: productive. Well, I only lived like a mile from there. Yeah. So it was like, and also we would, the way it was, it would be handed off from comedian to comedian. So when Pat would get a writing gig or an associate, you know, one of the producer gigs, a segment producer, he would say, Hey guys, I'm, this is coming up. So Rich Brown might get it for a couple right. weeks and then I would get it. But then I would white knuckle it cause I had, I had nothing going on half the time. Yeah. So I would try to keep the gig, you know, and, and,
1: and I did a lot of the time. But yeah, we, I did nothing. I mean, I, I watched TV and you're, it's, it's a room that's in the lobby of the, uh, of the apartment building. And it's one of those rooms where there's there's a half wall up so far, and then the rest is glass. Everyone can see in. They can see you're at the desk, and you would buzz people in that didn't live there, or, or you know, or not buzz them. Whatever you did, and you were supposed to walk the the halls and everything in the stairwell like a couple times a night. I didn't. I never did that. Oh, I I did. You walk the perimeter when you first get there no, to make sure never. everything's locked, all the gates
4: are closed, and stuff. Uh, the worst was like Saturday. You have to change the garbage. I you no, know again, I never that did was, that either. That stuff would drive me crazy. Here's
1: here's what I, here's what I did. I couldn't stay awake all night or however long it was. I would bring a pillow and a blanket and I would lie down on the floor. Out of the view of the glass. Out of the view of the glass. (laughs) And I would sleep the whole time. That's insane. Yeah. Tony, you know, so I don't know that. if there were murders or what happened there. That, the <laughs> night I was there it was a free-for-all. Maybe the Car, Cars were stolen, apartments broken into. Possum might have thought it was your night when he showed up.
4: <laughs> um, he would come in and cuddle with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we would work four days. We'd be there Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, right. and then Tony would get the other three days. Hey! But the running joke about Tony was, Tony didn't bring a pillow and a blanket. Tony slept in the chair. <laughs> he would literally be leaned back snoring no, like a I don't want to be out. seen sleeping. but Because every time people would come in and they'd see me awake at like 3.30 in the morning they go oh you're awake i'm like i'm always awake and they'd be like oh no the other guy's not ever like and i even i would stop by sometime at night and tony would be out man like crazy sleeping mm. with the, he'd have the light off in the office just the tv on and i'm like what are you doing man he doesn't care at all nope didn't care
1: the only time i did something productive it was around christmas and i took uh, ezra's i took uh, ezra's christmas gifts and i wrapped them on oh, the, that's nice. on the that's desk smart. in the office yeah I, you know what then lights out. <laughs> Good night. Crash. Uh, oh, I'm exhausted.
4: night's nice work.
3: Oh.
1: Z's. Now I know how the elves feel.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, okay, here we are. The topic is earth, water, air, fire. Uh, when Murray was here, we were into I think uh water. And it was Murray's turn for his next song. Mike's got Murray's list, he's got Murray's songs. I don't know if Mike knows these songs. I don't know uh, I don't know anything about it, but we're just gonna we're just gonna, first, let's talk about Murray for a second. Did you before Murray came to play poker? Did you know
4: Murray? I'd met him a couple of times in clubs, okay. just a, just a, but just a couple, and in passing, nothing like hanging out or hey, what's up? I knew who he was, that we, kind of deal. I I
1: still don't understand how we didn't know him because he knows everyone we know. Yeah, he knows everyone we know. But he's a guy who knows everyone. Period
4: you know because he was he's in clubs five nights a week right. at least he was before the germ came yeah. you know what i mean so the germ he, he knows everybody and, mm-hmm. and he's one of those and he's also he's a bit of a hustler and a schmoozer and he's, yeah. he does good work mm-hmm. and he's written on shows and stuff so he has tons of connections so that's why he one of the like i you know i don't have any connections i mean i know our, the guys i know right but i didn't go hang out nearly enough to get referred to do anything by by regular people but murray knows everybody he's
1: networking he knows constantly. everybody yeah he knows everybody um But I just, it was just so weird. It's always weird to me that we didn't know him, know him it's always weird to me to find out that like, when
4: I saw that thing from the lived wonder here years, 25 years, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, but I didn't know he was an actor. Like the fact that wonder years thing cracked me up. I know. And I was like, this is amazing. How did you not share this before? We didn't know him when his hair had a color to it. Yeah. Or it was down to his waist, right? We've only known gray hair Murray. <laughs> I think we had something to do with that, quite frankly. Well, I think we had something to do with it.
1: His the heart going out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You <laughs> fall that, in with us. Yeah. look, We can wear you down pretty, pretty, uh, brutally. Um, now Murray plays. Uh, Mike, me, Mike and I we play poker. Now we used to play once a month in person with our comedy friends. There's like eight or nine of us that rotate, but yeah. there's some constants. Like I'm, I'm, I'm there. Siegel's always there. Chips always there. And you, for the most part, are always there. Yeah. But um, now that we can't play once a month, we've decided to play once a week. Yeah. And when we play once a month, we play card games. We play fun card games where. There's little to no skill involved. Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. It's all kind of luck. But uh, on Sunday nights, we're use a po- we all on Zoom, and then we use a poker app, and we're playing uh, Texas Hold'em. Yes. And that's a skill game. And this is where uh, Mike and I find out that all of our friends that play cards once a month are really good poker players, and Mike and I... Not so much. No, no. I knew Chip and Jack played because I knew
3: yeah. they
4: were in a league. Chip used to, I played in a Hold'em tournament in Chip's garage once. Yeah. And again, it was that same thing where I was going for that once a month, hey man, let's have some candy and pizza and laugh <laughs> vibe. <laughs> right. And one time I stayed I, I brought stayed cream in. puffs. Hey, right. <laughs> and I stayed in and there's this comic, I won't say his name, but I beat him. I, I beat him on the river mm-hmm. and uh, I showed what I oh, had. poker term. Yeah. And I showed what I had and he goes, you stayed in with that? And again, he goes, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and i'm like what are you talking about and he goes you stayed in you stay that's what you stayed in with really yeah i and beat like, you yeah I, I won yeah And he goes, yeah you know but that's not that's a slop win you shouldn't win like that and he was he wouldn't let it go So angry so over the next like 10 15 hands he wouldn't stop oh what do you got well i guess i got i can't put you on anything because who knows you'll stay with anything because you don't know how to play and then we took the break yeah and i walked over and it was uh it was J- jack's wife jill yeah and i said to her hey go uh you know what? I, I can't do this. I, I, it was so unfun. <laughs> so unfun. So then we came back from the break. I sat down and Jill, the second she bet big, I went all in against her with nothing. So she would get my chips <laughs> right. and I would leave Yeah, because I hated it so much. I want to play with my friends and goof around. And just goof around. So
1: I went the cards to have uh to have a uh, barbecue, um, yeah, um, <laughs> sauce,
4: sauce on them. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Or I pictures wonder.
1: of Batman. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. yeah,
4: naked lady cards. Right. So that's that's fun. <laughs> or some game we invent with yeah. dice in a graveyard.
1: So, so we're learning. <laughs> we're learning. That's another thing. When we play cards on a Thursday once a month, we, sometimes we just make up games. Yeah it's crazy fun <laughs> like you deal from the bottom of the deck on purpose do you want mm-hmm. your cards from the top or the bottom or you know it's just yeah. a roll
4: a dice do you if get a, two more cards if a black seven comes up everybody has to put in three dollars <laughs> yeah, like that
1: just because it's funny but with texas Hold'em, we're learning that you know murray is a really good card player mm-hmm. like really good
4: yeah the one thing we did learn like i said i knew chip and jack but also, Gil Martin plays. Jack Thomas, Chip Chinnery, yeah, and Jack and Paul, Paul Martin, Martin plays consistently. Yeah, Mike's good. Mike, Mike Siegel's, Siegel's good, but Murray plays consistently. Who's not good in
1: this game? Uh, me and you, I think, would be. <laughs> we're and learning. not necessarily in that order. No, we're learning, but it's but it's very and we've sp- come around. We've come around. Not last night, but we've come around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You finished, uh,
4: like second, a couple of weeks yeah. ago. And I've, I've had like a couple of seconds and a couple of thirds. Yeah. That's the money for second,
1: third. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I did beat chip and he's like, what'd you have? Cause someday you can ask, you know, they can't see your two down cards. So, you know, but you know who won cause the, the poker app will say, oh, here's them. And so <laughs> chip folded. Yeah. He folded and he's like, what'd you have? And I told him, he's like, What? Yeah. (laughs) Instead of going, because some people say, "Hey, good bet." You chase now. Yeah, yeah, good bet. Well,
4: for a month, I was doing that thing where I I was playing, and uh, and and you and I have ADD, so we're just playing anything. We're chasing flushes. We're screwing around, and then we realize we're texting with each other. Yeah, yeah. Not not what we have or anything like that, but we're texting. And then, but then we do it. We start to realize, oh no, you. I mean, if you're going to play to make money or win, you got to fold. Like ninety percent of the time. time. And and you just want to play. I'm like, I want action, but instead you're like. Ah, ace three, I'll stay in. I got an ace, right? Yeah. But then I started to watch people, you know what I mean, over the course of two months. Mm-hmm. And I see how they play, like Bill Dwyer's right. aggressive, or this guy does this, and chip bets a certain way. And you can't help but learn if right. you're observing and you're really paying
1: attention. And so we've started to turn it around right. a little bit. We've started to win a little bit. And you learn stuff like, let's say you have, a, let's say your two down cards are aces. Well, you don't immediately bet $800. Right. You, you, you wait for a couple rounds of betting before you bet high. Because you want you, you want, want to lure them in, you yeah. Want them you to want to play. lure them in because if you just bet high, immediately they go, nah. He's got to have something. Yeah, he they wouldn't bail. be betting like that. And then they bail. But uh, if you've never played Texas Hold'em, you get two cards. Everyone gets two cards down, and then after some betting, three cards come up. That's called the flop. Then you decide if your two cards and those three cards are you able to build anything? Yeah, you can check or bet. Yeah, check or bet or fold. Yeah, and then the next card is the uh, turn. The turn. And then the last card is the river. And um, and it's really fun. And we're learning. But uh, my point of the story was Murray's a really good card player. He's damn good. Like these guys will say stuff like, yeah, there was an eighteen percent chance that you were gonna win that. Oh, really? That, really? There was? Okay. <laughs> that that's what I thought. <laughs> it's and they do it right away. They're doing it in their head. Yeah, immediately they know. Yeah. Murray's
4: like, Oh yeah, I had I had four outs there, so I figured I had this amount of pride and but you also had you had six outs, and then I'm like, no, I don't just, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I know a, there's three outs in baseball, but yeah. I don't know if there's any in this game. I had a jack. Yeah. You know That's that's the extent of my knowledge. Yep. Um and also, you know, I'll stay in, because, and I'll do stuff, like I'll play ace-king or ace-ace. I know there are big hands, what you're supposed to yeah. do, and then you'll lose. We'll lose. It happens a lot in our yeah. game. And aces get cracked or something.
1: Sometimes you lose with the uh, with the card on the river.
4: The yeah. last card. Always. Ends yeah. it for you. And I genuinely ask. I'll say, did I do something wrong there? Right. And, and thankfully, Jack or Chip, they're very nice. Chip, Chip, less so than Jack. Yes. But Jack will go, no, you played that perfectly. You just got beat. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. But you, what you did was what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and the first two months that we were playing, uh, there is this option to show your cards. Like, if you win... And people fold out, you can you can just you can show your cards to everybody. Right. So I did it and you did it all the time. Right. Uh Chip never showed his cards. Never shows Murray his cards. never shows his no. cards. So now in the past like three weeks, Forget I won't it. show my cards. i and they'll ask, they'll even go, What'd you have? And because um, I've asked Murray and he'll go, I forgot. I'm like, You forgot <laughs>
1: <laughs> gamesmanship with I'm, me? I'm gonna say pocket aces every time they ask me. <laughs> what do you have? Pocket aces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time I'm gonna say it. Because it, I mean, I used
4: to show because it's a fun game. And then I realized, no, they're taking I mean has a spreadsheet yeah i mean you know what i mean these guys are taking notes on how you play and what you do so i'm not i'm you know forget it
1: i'm now, not giving a free information anymore our friend jack thomas who plays he's uh he's he's a couple years older than i think he's like i think he's six years older than me i think jack's 62. okay he's big big time writer in animation he's a he was an attorney uh when i first moved out here he would um he would do my taxes for me so it's like um so jack remembers when i first moved out here and so now when we play cards and since Jack's older than me, but he treats me like I'm nine. Yes. Like if I get a good, if I, if I win, he's like that way to go, Pat. Fantastic. Great play. Great play. You did that. Good, Pat. You, you did, did that. Really good good. Pat. good job, Pat. And I don't mind it though. I kind of like it because yes. he's, he's at least in your corner or if, or well, he's not being patronizing. He's actually. not being patronizing. No, he's literally like, if I lose, he go, you bet, you bet it just right, Pat. It's just a dumb luck of the cards. You did well.
4: Keep playing. Good job. Yeah. And the rest of us are all just ball busters making fun of everybody. <laughs> right. But I will. Ge- that's why I will genuinely ask him. I'll go, Hey Jack, did I screw that up? Right. And he'll literally he'll tell me. He'll, he'll no, tell me, man, you did it, or oh, yeah. you did good. You should have bet more on the flop. You know, like he'll say those things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm learning how to bet because that's another thing. It's all about how to bet, when to bet, bet. <laughs> what to do, and also we we play aggressive because here's the
1: deal. It's a, you know it's a ten dollar buy buy in. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to. I want to. So you start out with five thousand dollars in the game app, which which for us every five thousand dollars is ten dollars. So the, you can lose 40 bucks a night yeah, you, you play can, two tournaments and if you, you start with uh you start with, um, you start with your initial 5,000 and then if you lose that, you can do a rebuy for 5,000 more. So before the midpoint. Yeah. So just so you know, last night uh, for the two tournaments, I lost $40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my initial 5,000 bought in again. And then the next tournament, same thing bought in again. Didn't, yeah. Didn't get it back. Yeah. And it's- so we're not, we're not high rollers.
4: No, we're not at all, but, but we're playing, you know, it's, it's 10 bucks, but still it adds up. You lose 40 bucks on a Sunday and in your brain, you can extrapolate it and go, well, that's four lunch, you know, yeah. four burgers, I, or whatever the I, fuck.
1: I qualify Like a, I just told Mike this earlier tonight. I said, that's like me spending $6 a day, which I'm not spending any money a day cause I'm in the house. Right. So, you know, if you went to see a movie, it would be 20 bucks and then you'd park and it would be five and you'd get a popcorn and it would be 10 more. It's, it's like going to a movie. I just go,
4: I want to hang out with my friends. I'd like to win at cards. I try to play Yeah, I'd stuff. love to win. Be nice to, nice to win. Break even. Out. Yeah, but I'm hanging out with you and Mike and Chip and everybody, and, and it's fun. That's all I'm there for. Yeah. You know?
1: So, it's a, yeah, it's great. It's a fun time. Agreed. But Murray is very good at cards. That's where the story was. Murray, I wanted to compliment him before we uh, took his place. <laughs> <laughs> before we booted him out. So for the rest of the show, we're going to play songs that have Jack, Ace, Queen, <laughs> or King in the <laughs> title. How are you not doing that? How do we not You're do doing that it as yeah. a topic. Absolutely. That's tonight. it. Tonight we're gonna finish this uh stupid fucking earth, water, air, Stop. fire Murray. What are
4: you talking about, stupid? Come on, this is awesome.
1: It's fun. People love this. All right. So I will play my last water song, and then you'll play your last water song, and then well, Murray's last, and then we'll move to air. All right. All right. This is a song from nineteen seventy two. It's from the Saturate Before Using album. I call this guy the West Coast Bruce Springsteen. This is Jackson Brown with Rock Me on the Water. Mm. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Why won't it play? I don't know. He doesn't want to play. He's out. Jackson Brown
4: folded. The
0: road is filled with homeless souls. Every woman, child, and To the chorus, Jackson. Why the fires are regin hotter and hotter. But the sisters of the sun are gonna rock me on the water now. Rock me on the water now. Sister will you soothe my
3: fever
1: brown? How many chicks does Jackson Brown get in nineteen seventy-two? Oh it's ridiculous. The, the gorgeous hair, yeah. skinny, good looking, singing plays guitar mm-hmm. oh my god jackson brown
4: yeah he is just uh laying pipe from pillar to post i've got a at the troubadour just in the back oh forget it i bounced there when i got here in 1997 and there's literally there's a chalk body outline of the last girl jackson brown boned in the dressing room <laughs> he killed her no no they just they just wanted to because he was never coming back he's okay like, last gay guy I ever play here so for posterity they put a chalk body outline <laughs>
1: I've never heard of that
4: yeah. after sex,
1: but okay. <laughs> All right, Mer, what's your next song? Uh, well, Set it up. Just make up stuff about the band.
4: Uh, where, where are they out of? Where are they from? Well, I saw this band, actually. I believe they're from Portland, Oregon. Okay. And I saw this band several times. In fact, uh, in the summer of 2004, mm-hmm. I actually took the summer off and followed this band around Uh, while I was driving in... uh, It was actually uh, a Buick that belonged to an uncle of mine. Okay, now
1: wait a minute. Are you making this up? I'm making all of this up. Okay, I love it. Because for a second, I thought you were serious. I thought, all right, you told me to make stuff up. I know, but then you said, I actually do know about this band. So you fooled me from the jump.
4: Keep going. So I was doing Murray. See, this is my portrayal of Murray. Oh, whatever, who cares? All right, so I'm in a Buick that my uncle left me, and my uncle was, uh, unfortunately, uh, we're probably going to lose him That summer, Mm -hmm. and the Buick was also on its last legs. So I figured I would usher them both out by celebrating that summer and following the meat puppets across America. Here is Backwater by the Meat Puppets.
0: My face There's a blood that's flowing Through the
4: feeling It's a simple riff
0: with an But eye awesome to open up the sky's I hate, I don't
1: like this song Some What? I've never liked it
0: They
3: we'll
0: <laughs> stand there looking backwards Half unconscious from the pain They may seem rearranged In the backwater swirling There's something that will never change when I
4: should have been done a long time I'm bopping to it but It's I don't growing like it. on you
0: It's growing on you I, I love it <laughs> Just
1: when under paper Okay, I'm mm-hmm. Fading it down
0: Okay, so I'm I don't blame you, it. you
4: can
1: get trapped You can listen to the whole thing You could That riff snares you in It's a, And it's a little small You know, dunk, dunk you know, I don't know g-chunk. why I don't like it But, I, you know I, it's, it's not, I'm not going to say it's a terrible song It's di- That's different Like, I would never say This song sucks Yeah I just don't like it are you familiar with it? When you're hearing it now, you're like remembering it from when you heard yeah, it before? Yeah, Howard Stern used to play it all the time. I see. And he would have the meat puppets on and he would always have them play that one song. Not for you. And it, I just felt like he was like, I'm like, well, let him play something else, Howard. Sure. I, I just felt like, is that the only song Howard knows? Or Howard just loved it?
4: Well, he's he's an <clears throat> indulgent cat. Like he'll do that sometimes where he'll be like, oh, you got to play this. Guys, you got to play this. Like, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true.
4: He'll always have Metallica play. I forget what song it is, but he has Metallica play. Like maybe the Sandman or something. But there, it's always something (laughs) he he has to hear when they're
0: there.
4: Okay, I like how you're making stuff up, though. I like it. All right, good. I'm happy to do it. If you don't want me to do that, tell me. I'm as your show. I'm a guest. I'm merely a guest. I'm hiding from a rodent. That's
1: the only reason I'm up here. In, in the, in the <laughs> the so attic. What if all of a sudden he's at the window? We're on the second floor, but it's at the window. Just he's scrambling, scaled up here, um, and um, he could, he might, or he might bring friends. I hear stuff on the roof when I'm up here all the time, hmm. all the time. Let me ask you. This. Let me ask you this: You think it's the drifters? <laughs> might the drifters be up I there? Don't know.
4: Up on the roof.
1: Hmm. All right, so. This artist is a rockin' piece. I cried when he died. Oh, no. It's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. <sighs> Wait a minute. Who died? All of them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> they were on, you'd think I would have heard that. They were on the same plane with Leonard Skinner. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. What are you thinking? You can't <laughs> double up. No, Mr. Tom Petty. The guy who died is the guy that ends the band. Of course, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying the other guys are replaceable. No, but if Ben Montench takes the dirt nap, nobody goes ah. I and can't. he's, he's amazing. He's, he's, great. he's amazing.
4: Yes, but no. But he's it doesn't just, stop the band. No, not at all. They're still steamrolling. Yeah, they find ten Mont bench.
1: And they <laughs> put him by it. <laughs> they get out there and roll. <laughs> they find him under a bench. <laughs> yeah, sure, they do. <laughs> mm. uh, what if they found ten? <laughs> 10
4: month benches 10 month benches <laughs> like that, that band well you know that oh my cuts God. i don't think my camel's happy because that cuts it up by yeah. 10 now yeah, th- th- now they have as many keyboards on the stage as asia <laughs> did when i saw them it's like fucking yes all of a sudden tom petty changes his complete sound here's what's
1: bad about this episode now people are gonna say you know the second half of the episode was so much better than the no, first No, they're not
4: they're going to say oh, how the once once they find out believe me the second you introduce me as replacing murray click
1: nobody's hearing <laughs> any of this believe me should i have the guy who did the artwork for this episode he already did it should i throw your name on as special guest oh no you don't have to Let or it should in. this just be a surprise i i
4: think it a, a i think it should be a surprise and b i don't think you should even told them the whole power outage thing you should just done the show with me and pretended nothing happened <laughs> Nothing happened and then at the end do it as a button go by the way mike's <laughs> here for this
1: reason but you i, I, I could do that i need to set up all <laughs> right so the song i'm going to play. It's a, it's a cover of a Thunderclap Newman song called Something in the Air. Love it. And this was on uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' Greatest Hits. There were two songs on there. There was uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance and then this. And I love their cover of this. Have you ever heard it? Uh, the cover? No, but this song's in Almost Famous. It's on the Almost Famous soundtrack. This is a great cover.
4: to sing. Absolutely.
1: Were the last two recordings With Stan Lynch on drums And man For me The heartbreakers Stan Lynch on drums Is the man I mean
4: I, You know much more about that Than I do Like I wouldn't yeah. know The difference unfortunately
1: Yeah I, You know what And I feel bad Because I can't I can't remember The current drummer's name And he's great He's great I gotta look it up Because I don't want to do him a disservice. Well, when you say the current drummer,
4: I mean the Heartbreakers are no longer; they don't exist in this incarnation. Like they're not going out and doing any sort of shows. No, but I mean when Stan left the band, they um, they brought in the new guy, of course. Right.
1: So you're saying the final drummer that they had—that's
4: the guy. The the drummer
1: that took uh, over for Stan Lynch, and then it was there till the end. Okay. But I got—I I I can't pull his name, and I'm so bummed. Uh, Steve Ferrone. Steve, and he's great. He's great. But for me, Stan is the man. Is that a saying, Stan the man? You should. I,
4: I would try to copyright that or something if he was you. <laughs> wish. That sounds pretty catchy. Uh, Musial used to be the drummer. <laughs> Did he really? Yep. Well, you know what? They cranked out the hits with Stan right. Musial behind the
1: drum. There's no doubt about that. All right. We are into the word air Ah. Earth, water, we are in air. So, what do you got for us? You got an air song for me? Well, I do,
4: as a matter of fact. Now, uh, this uh, it was it was in 1997. As I mentioned, I moved here to Los Angeles, uh, but before that, I was living in Chicago for a couple of years. And uh, I will tell you, I actually saw this band uh, in a previous incarnation to what they uh, what. Well, this song, the song is just called Air. I'll tell you that. Okay, straight this up, song air. Is, it's just called Air. So there's no accoutrement, just Air. Uh, but I saw this band in the early days. When they first started out, when they were the Benjamin Folds Twelve, and then sure with, enough, with Ben Montes yeah, <laughs> was there. They were the Benjamin Folds Twelve, but then uh, they pared it down. They they really made their sound work for them. They realized, you know, we probably don't need uh, twelve people in here. So, Seven ukuleles. Uh, so Ben <laughs> Folds came up and said, "You know what? Uh, this is just not fitting on album covers. Let's get rid of some of these guys. Not all of them." but some of them. Does Ben Folds, is he the guy that has to tell these other seven? He runs the band. All right. I mean, look, he, and he even told, he framed it like, look, I'm, I'm losing the Jamin, and I'm sorry, <laughs> we got to lose seven of you guys. Uh, and they and what can they do? What can they do? Why didn't Honestly. they
1: call the band Ben Fire 7?
4: <laughs> <They might, laughs> maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe after the fact. But they changed the name to Ben Folds 5, and this is the song, Air.
0: His eyes were wide and salted.
1: like a joe jackson song from night and day Island. a lot of ben folds will grab you like that
0: up for it.
4: i do not know that song and i liked it i did too i'm gonna use one word to describe that song <laughs> Lush. Mm, I thought it was gonna be air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think
1: it was that, the, I think the vocal there was lush. lush. I, I love it. the word lush. Mm-hmm. I'm, in a, I'm, in a, um, I'm in a hole when I, when I describe a song I like now. I have a word I've been using and I can't, I can't get out it because how many words can, it's stellar, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, what do you mean to say? But my word that I've been using, and every time I say it, I'm just like, oh, stop saying it. My new song, my new word is, I go, oh, that's a killer oh okay but i've been using it too much mike
4: yeah well how about this maybe you shorten it to just that kills oh that kills you still keep your
1: killer vibe but then you're shortening it up a little punchier maybe i go back with stellar but i make it april richardson and i go that's stell man so stell there you go why not
4: (laughs) uh yeah i I, i've been using the word astonishing way too much (laughs) 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 you haven't used it yet tonight what's wrong with this show listen we're moving very close to a time when i might get to use it and i thought you didn't look at murray's list Wait till the Astonishments come, astonishment <laughs> come up, doing songs by the Wondermans. Do you like Super Sounds of the 70s? Uh, okay, Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s? Sure. You're
1: damn right. This is an artist called John Paul Young. JPY. Now, when when, you, when we curate an episode like this, Mike, I just go into my iTunes library and I type in the word air, and then I see a f- fucking 9,000 songs come up, Sure, and I just scroll down and I pick one, and sometimes there'll be a song like this that I haven't heard in forever all right. But I'm like well I'll pick this Because I like super songs of the 70s This is Love is in the Air mm. You know this Love Of course it is.
0: Everywhere
1: I do What do you think of that Is that a tambourine
3: Love
0: is in the air
1: Every Might be a marimba
0: sound.
4: Could be sleigh bells There you go That's I a tambourine know.
1: I'm playing live tambourine.
0: I just ruined it. Oh, you didn't.
1: Ruining it. This is the perfect room to record this because if I was at the the old office don't have a the tambourine at the ready. See, this is one of those songs
4: that in the seventies uh, at Studio Fifty Four, David Jansen is finger blasting Diane Cannon on the on the floor to this song, and then you fast forward twelve years, and that's selling you a carpet fresh uh, scent. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's one of those they repurposed it later. It turned into something completely different.
1: The fugitive is hanging out. It's, it seems like that. Is he hiding in plain sight? How
4: strange that a one-armed man would be finger-blasting a lady because they would never suspect it. He doesn't have one. He has two arms. Mm, the killer has one arm. I don't know. Look, I wasn't there. I don't. I can't attest to any of this. I know that Diane Cannon was happy with the whole arrangement. Cut to 10 years later, Harrison Ford's there with Goldie Hawn. Same nice. deal. And someone else is at home just cleaning their carpet and listening to that song because it's,
1: that's how they bought it. It was on a commercial. <laughs> of some sort <laughs> you are up with uh and i don't you you take it because i don't know what is going on in this next song i don't either i have to be honest uh well first let me tell you that there was a song on my list that was unable to be found it was uh, yeah murray sent it to me but i lost two songs out of the playlist and i don't know how it's not in my itunes i don't know what I happened see. well it was a it was a song called air guitar mm-hmm. by republic tigers
4: all right you know what let's i'm gonna look it up on iTunes. you trying to find while it. you're all right i'll vamp while you're looking at all right uh republic tigers as we all know uh known worldwide in the music industry for having the worst tour shirts you could ever find it does just they of course it had like a remember the jacket and drive oh my god the jacket and drive it looked good on ryan gosling but then if you wore it you looked like a guy who was going to get beaten up at a bodega you looked terrible and that's how the republic tigers merch always flew off the shelves because it looked good on the shelf they're like dude is that like a japanese tiger that's awesome and then you find it all right i right, well, serious, I still can't find it Well, point at me and I'll I'm, shut up when you're done Keep going Alright, so then you'd wear that shirt yourself And you're like, you know what? You think you're walking around with Tony Manero And a couple of buckets of paint Found it
1: <laughs> Okay, this is from the album Keep Color The song's only two minutes and nine seconds So I imagine since it's that short That the iTunes store will only let me play Probably 30 seconds of it Alright so let's just hear it Let's hear it
0: The fast Draw more oh, slow to part. Grab your axe and keep the time. I don't...
1: All right. That's all that iTunes would allow us. And that was just enough for me. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you, did Murray
4: possibly misread your email and he was you were looking for songs with air in the title that suck? <laughs> because I was not a fan of that version of air guitar by the Republic Tigers. And hey. that does not sound like a band with aggressive merch and, no. and shirts that you want no. to have Tigers on. No, nope. right? Nope. It's, it was the
1: whole the whole mishmash, the whole thing. It's their management. I blame management. Tigers made me think of something about in Game of Death 2. This guy has a bunch of lions on <laughs> around his uh, dojo. The palace of death. The palace of death, and he uh, when he beats uh, when he kills someone, he feeds their meat to the lions. Well, at night, the the guy who's not Bruce Lee, the the younger brother uh, Bobby Lowe, yes, a lion comes in to where he's staying, but it's it's obviously not a real lion. It's someone in a lion suit. But, to, but we wait, still don't know. But what is this
4: lion doing? What is that lion? What is he? What What does he do? But, you know, obviously he's there to kill him. But in the overall picture, what is that lion doing? I don't know. I he's don't a know. cock block because Bruce, uh, oh, Blow, Bruce Lee was ready
1: to get laid. There's a naked lady there. Yes. he's going to get to work. The lion kills the lady <laughs> on accident. Didn't but, mean to. But I still don't know if that was supposed to be a real lion or a guy in a lion
4: suit. I completely agree with you. I, because, because I thought it was lion. I thought it was a lion suit, and you would know that's supposed to be a real lion. And I, yeah. you sold me. I agreed. But then the lion escapes by doing a flip out the window. <laughs> Somersault. But I still think it's supposed to be a real lion. Boy, I, I don't know. I like I, I like that. You know what? They'll keep me guessing forever. You know what? We'll have to wait for Game of Death 3.
1: Do you want to watch Game of Death 2 again just to see if we can figure it out? Why not? 40 minutes in, I said to Mike, do you know what the plot is? And he said, <laughs> no. nope. No, nope. not at all. Uh, it was
4: grim. Pass the chips. Yeah. Yeah, and also, then terrible. there's a guy, there's a guy in the beginning of the movie who has white hair and he's talking to Bruce Lee. <laughs> and then later on, he's in the movie. And again, remember, because, you know, the found, the found footage with Bruce Lee is at least seven years old. Yes. At least. I'm assuming it might have been like nine. So the guy who was his, uh, the abbot who ran the the dojo where he was training, gives him a speech. And then later on, his younger brother, Bobby Lowe, has to meet the same abbot and it, he doesn't match at all. At all, doesn't match at the all. The new guy looks like Captain Crunch. Yes. So he's, he's just like crazy white, gray brows and, and none of it's the wispy, it's A big thick. C on his hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's thick, as he's got a Crunchberry beast on a chain. I mean, it's all, it's so thick, the hair, the beard. The other guy was
1: wispy. Yes. This guy, and it, the face doesn't, none of it matched. It was so bad. There's another, they have found footage of Bruce Lee where he's drinking a cup of tea out of this little cup. So in order to make that match, this one martial artist is fighting and a guy gives him a cup of tea and then he throws it and kicks it. And then they cut to the found footage of Bruce Lee drinking out of that cup. It is so fucking stupid. (laughs) So fucking stupid. But, but I, I,
4: I would want to be hired for that gig. Like, you know, I, I, which, which, which part the new, the The lion? No, the (laughs) no, the writers who had to go, they literally just dumped a pile of like garbage on the desk and they went, do what you can. Like, stitch me a Frankenstein out of this Bruce Lee nonsense. I would love that job, too. The framing device of, all right, let's, well, how do we fix the tea thing? Christ, he's drinking tea. What if there's a fight and they have to serve tea in
1: the middle of the fight? Wait a minute. And you know, I just, and that would be fun. And if you're making a comedy, that works. But this, there's not comedy in this. Not at all. I mean, certainly it, unintentional. It, unintentional.
4: Uh, the hero of the whole movie is the American fighter guy that we dug. Right, he was the he had the most personality. He was like a, a and uh, on oh, dude. Pat was killing me he just because it was all, it's seventies. So they show all these people in the audience at the funeral, and Pat's like, "Why is three Dwarf night at the funeral?" <laughs> it was gorgeous. He was right because they looked just like him. It was gorgeous. then there were two
1: Asian guys with real short hair, and they both had glasses. And I go, "Oh, the Proclaimers are here." <laughs> uh, okay, you like the Hollies? Uh, I
4: I certainly enjoy them every time I drink the air that I breathe. That's good because that's the song. I'm what playing. the? It's got air in the title. I didn't mean to give it away. I apologize. You don't have my list. How would you know?
0: <laughs>
1: I think it's a long time before we get to the chorus, so right. if you want to take a sleep. Where's your pillow? You have that pillow handy?
0: Do so
1: you know what kind of pillows we have on our bed? I don't. I'll tell you in a minute. Such a great song. All I need
0: is the air that I breathe and to love you. All I need is the air that I breathe and yes, to love you. All I need is the air that I breathe.
1: I'm going to straight up tell everyone. We don't talk politics on the show, but I'm going to tell you this. All right. The pillows that we have on our bed. And we purchased these a long time ago. I got to say that. We have my pillows. Do you really? We have four of them. Okay. Are they worth the investment? Did you like them? We bought two and then we bought two more. They're great, huh? Look, I'm not going to lie to you. It's the best pillow I've ever used. Really? It really is. Is it a memory foam? It's a memory foam, but it's it's like interwoven inside the pillow. So it doesn't... It's... I just... And... It stays cool. Yeah. You, you can. I've thrown that pillow in the washing machine and washed it because they say you can. Yeah, it's it's like brand new every time I pull that out of the dryer. Wow. So what I'm going to say, even though we don't talk about politics on here, all right? Even though I do not support Donald Trump, I want to say that my neck certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, now, would I buy a fifth and a sixth? No. You're done. Done I'm supporting, supporting this fella. I'm done. But. I, uh, these have a 10
4: year warranty. So, so you even, even though it's the best you've ever used, Yeah, you now are, you're opting out of future, my pillows because of this, uh, his foolishness. I'm,
1: I'm hoping that this, uh, I'm hoping that I only live eight more years. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. And huh? then I don't have to make that decision. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I just, I, I feel like this is gonna, these are going to last a long time. Oh, good. Well,
4: that's good. You yeah. got a good product
1: out of it, and you like it, and I, you enjoy I did, it. And, I do
4: like it. Yeah. I do like it. That's fine. All Nothing right. wrong with that. Let's move on. So you bought these pillows when? I don't know, like four or five years ago. Okay, so before he was a national political pundit, and when he
1: was still right. a shaky, sweaty crack addict, you right. went ahead and bought these pillows. All right. I didn't know anything about the guy. I just saw a guy. I didn't even notice that he wore a little cross on his neck. I just saw a guy... Hawking a pillow, and I'm like, I'll try that pillow. My pillow sucks. I gotta be. Honest, I'm not a fan of these rehab stories that I'm supposed to buy into.
4: We got the pillow guy who used to crack in alleys, and now he's making mm-hmm. the best pillow you ever had. I go to the store. There's a bread made by a murderer. I'm supposed to purchase, and and that's their that's literally their slogan on the sign. He I killed know, people. Now he makes great bread. I don't know this. I don't know murder bread. Dave's killer bread, and I call it murder bread, and I'm not I'm not joking. I'm not being facetious. It's literally on the I've label. I've seen Dave's killer bread. That's he was in jail. He was in jail, and I guess he that's where he learned to make bread and then he got out. But I'm being completely honest with you. And again, but I'm supposed to buy into that story where I'm supposed to go, hmm, this is delicious rye bread. I wish you hadn't beaten the de- man to death with a tire iron. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, every time I bite a sandwich, I have to think of this guy committing a felony.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Have you ever had uh, Have you ever had Charles Manson couscous? I have not. Is it good? <laughs> it's fantastic. It's See, the best couscous I've ever
4: had. Let me ask you this. Did you eat it in uh, 1966 <laughs> and then now you've, you will never
1: purchase it again? Or... Because that's when I ate it in 1966. I was two years old, yes. and I was just starting to eat solid foods. And my parents gave me some Charlotte Manson couscous, sure. and and so you liked it then, but I, I loved, loved it now. I would not buy it now, knowing
4: what you know now. You will pass on the best couscous couscous you've ever had. Absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. All right, I well, did enjoy. It. I did enjoy it back then, though. Well, you're well. That's you know what you're that kind of guy, and I don't blame <laughs> you. I, I'm glad you take a stand. Did you ever have Richard Nixon nachos? I didn't. Are those good? (laughs) They were delicious. Really? I can't eat them anymore. Are they something you get at a store or do you have to go to a location? Is it a restaurant dish? We got them. They used to sell them exclusively at the Watergate building. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's a strong. Now, before or after? Uh, the whole time. Oh, really? So yeah. even during the break-in? D- yep, yeah, during the break-in. Wow. So that's he, what those guys would snack on. This is why he got the idea. He probably went, you know, he found out about what was going on at the Watergate because he's there giving some ideas about right. the nachos. Sure. He's like, hey, you know what? I want a Monterey Jack. I, know, I want a, more, a better balance of Monterey Jack in here. Also, I'm not a crook. And by the way, what's going on upstairs? That, that works out <laughs> perfect.
1: All right. And also he would say, that, see, and that's a phrase... That's, uh, that's like a misheard lyric yeah. because they initially wanted him to make the nachos and he said, I am not a cook. Oh, I see. So that's All right. what that happened. makes complete sense. <laughs> now you're not a breakfast guy,
4: right? You don't eat my, you know, a breakfast in the morning. Oh, I do love breakfast. Do you like a waffle or a pancake? Uh, of course. Both. Have, you, have you tried the Sirhan Sirhan syrup? I have not. Oh my God. Get it. I have not. It's so good. Every, every bottle sat on by Rosie Greer when they kept it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How much longer could we go? It's your, turn, it's your turn with the song oh, it is. oh my god I'm so sorry let me take a look at this oh here's uh, the one that we here's the one that we were having trouble with earlier <laughs> and then we skipped to that other bad song well I
4: you know it's funny when I first moved to uh, Los Angeles it was 1986 mm-hmm. September of 19, September 27th of 1986 yeah. and uh, I had to ride the bus everywhere. And so uh as I like to do I like Never to- ridden the bus out here. Oh, you're so lucky. Never. You cannot understand how lucky you are. I had to ride the bus from Tustin in Orange County to El Toro or Mission Viejo. For what? Now in a car that's a 30 minute ride. Imagine what it is on a bus. Eight hours. I worked at a Little Caesars in Mission Viejo, uh, and I lived in Tustin. Pizza, pizza. And you're thinking, isn't there a a Little Caesars in Tustin you could have worked at? Yes, but my brother was the supervisor, so he used me as like his hired gun, and he'd put me in whatever location he needed a guy. (laughs) So I would have to wake up, this is not a joke, at 7 a.m. You and your brother are the worst
1: crime family I've ever...
4: (laughs) (laughs) I would have to get up at 7 a.m. to take like a 7.30 bus to be there by 9.30 to open the joint. Okay. Uh, And and not to prep it, because you wouldn't open until 11.30. I worked at a pizza hut. I know how you prep the pizzas. Exactly. You got to get the dough all... You got to grind the cheese, the whole whole thing. thing. Yeah, the whole bit. Uh, So when I was riding the bus, as I like to do, I always like to match... What I'm listening to on my at the time it was a, a cassette deck, you know, mm-hmm. big heavy one. Uh, I liked to listen to things that matched my mode of transportation. Okay, so I was like, I need a song. Is there? And, and so I listened to a lot of the bus boys, Clearly, I mean, obviously, I'm listening to them. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, ah, you know, I like this album, but uh, I need to find something else. And then I found this song. Uh, and I'll tell you what this this is a song called Air Cal, which uh, which I just I, that's the name of the bus that I would take every day down okay. to El Toro. And uh, this is a band with all the right moves. This is a band that'll come to you with uh, with collateral, and, and it's a band that considers themselves the top gun of the charts. Put your hands together, ladies and gentlemen, it's "Air Cal" by com Trues.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Is it really? It is.
4: All right. And that song commemorates the first time Murray Valeriano touched a boob
1: at an eighth grade dance. <laughs> In 2011? It Might have been. Now, this is you're not gonna believe this, but I saw Com True's open up for uh, for Prince and Vice. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. It was a great show. That sounds amazing. Now, I gotta be honest with you, I thought you were telling a true story. Oh no. When you start saying about the bus and the and and working at the well, the bus is all true, and the pizza, the
4: pizza is true too, right? That's all true. All of that is true, but I added in that I like to have a playlist that matches my mode of transportation. That's all false. From that point on, we're we're spinning a yarn. I actually thought you were going to talk about when your uh, your your ex wife met Tom Cruise, didn't didn't she? Did meet Tom Cruise? We both did.
1: Yeah, but she met him. Like I was just there lurking because 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 I thought you were going to go that way because I also didn't meet Tom Cruise, but I saw Tom Cruise. Okay, did you see him
4: at a, like in a movie capacity or in a real life capacity? This
1: is one of these stories that is unbelievable. You're not gonna believe it. It was Father's Day one year and um, the kids were little and we decided that, that for Father's Day we were, just, we were gonna get down to the Santa Monica Pier, you know, eat some lunch, let the kids play the games, sure. and ride the a couple of the rides, whatever. That's what we were gonna do. And I woke up that morning, I swear to God, I'm not even lying. This is not a story. I woke up that morning, and in my head, I thought, I'm going to see Tom Cruise today. The thing is, if you don't tell someone that- Yeah,
4: they think you're bananas actually. They think you're
1: bananas. Sure. And I didn't tell anyone that until- Well, b- because be honest, if you told somebody that,
4: they would think you were bananas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, on the, one to, the million to one Hail Mary shot, you do see them, you look like a genius. But if you say that in the morning, everybody's like, whatever, dude. Well- it
1: did happen with Jason Momoa because when, uh, when, um, when I went to the Whole Foods one time, because I'd seen Lisa Bonet there. Pilar sent me to the Whole Foods around Christmas time. And when I left the house, I go, maybe I'll see Jason Momoa. And he was there. Wow. So anyway, that's another story. But so I, I, said, I didn't say to anyone that I was going to see Tom Cruise. We get down there. We're playing the games. I look and Tom Cruise is there playing the games with his two kids they're the two kids that he adopted with nicole kidman Mm -hmm. and he has a baseball hat on but it's tom cruise straight up and there's a girl with him that looks exactly like him so i'm like that's tom cruise's sister without a doubt and then she's with a guy who's her husband and then i said to pilar i go i woke up today thinking i was going to see tom cruise (laughs) and of course she's like really I'm like, yes, I'm not yeah. kidding. And she believes me because she's my wife. Yeah, But it doesn't have the impact as if I woke up in Guess the morning. What? Guess what? We're going to see <laughs> Tom Cruise today. What are you talking about? But it was cool. It was That's, cool.
4: Well, did you approach him? Did you? Tell no, him no, 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 no. It's his
1: father's day.
4: So it's not an approachable time sure. at all. Doesn't it? But it fries your brain to see somebody that famous.
1: And just there yeah. with his kids, not bodyguards or anything. Yeah. I mean, if he did, they're standing. I didn't recognize. him. Oh, but, they're waiting. <laughs> they're in the wing, sir. Here's the only thing I kept thinking. I'm like, if you're Tom Cruise's brother in law, all right? Mm. Obviously, Tom Cruise picks up the tab all the time. Oh, sure. But like I was just thinking, I was thinking, what if they go to get some ice cream and the brother-in-law goes, "I got it, Tom. Yeah, this is mine. I got the ice cream. Take care of it." I mean, <laughs> okay, Phil. <laughs> 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 but I think you know. Again, I
4: I still have a huge crush on Tom Cruise. Oh, I do I think too. He'd be cool with it. I think he'd be he'd understand. You know right. what I mean? But it was Father's Day, so if yeah. I just saw him there, yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 when we live where we live. You're going to see Jason Momoa at yeah. the Whole Foods. I mean, I, I used to bounce, so I'd see famous people all the time in the clubs or, or you know, when I, I was love it. Downtown. I still
1: love it. I yeah. get
4: such a charge out of it. But, but seeing them, like I said, when I would see them in a work capacity, it made sense because they were supposed to be there. You know what I mean? I would mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay. But when you see them in a grocery store, it's like when you're a kid and you saw your teacher,
1: you're like, oh, what? Right. The, that doesn't make any sense. I was at the Trader Joe's by my house, and in front of me in line is Fabio. And he's buying four tubes of that crappy Tom's toothpaste. (laughs) Four tubes of that. And I'm just thinking, four? Why not? How much teeth brushing are you going to... And he's got a shirt, and the shirt is open. Yeah, yeah. And the the pecs are just boom. And it's just like... And it's 100%... Fabio, I mean, there's no. Yeah, you can't. Well, you're not going to miss that. No, it'd be like if Schwarzenegger was in front of you. Right. It's him. It's not like that guy kind of looks like Ozzy Osbourne. No, it's yeah. him.
4: Well, that's but there are. That's what I'm saying. That level of fame. I, you know, my story. I won't go into the whole story. But I was at a newsstand on a Sunday morning. I just went to get the Sunday I've papers heard this before Mike. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I and sure enough, Ben Densch is right there. No, <laughs> no, uh, I'm in I'm in the newsstand and I'm grabbing some newspapers and I stop to look at some magazines and I'm looking and I turn around. And uh, there's the counter guy, and a guy walks in, and I see him, and it's Eddie Van Halen. And that's, that's insane, because that's your guy. Oh, that's, that's the highlight of all of it, is that's my favorite band of all time, that's my guy, and he walks in, and I see him, and you just freeze, because it's like, whoa, dude. And I mean, I'm... I'm really good with celebrities. I can talk to them. I can go up to them if I have to. I'm not saying I bother them. I'm saying that when I would work, you know, I never betrayed any sense of oh, I know, I, whatever. What's up, famous guy? You know, you try mm-hmm. to be nice and casual. Yeah. Um. But when I saw him, I I had and I had to talk to him. I had to, of and, course. And luckily, he's I, by himself. He was unbelievably nice. We talked for like fifteen minutes. But again, it's that thing where he's another one. You're not going to mistake that guy. You turn around, it's like what? Yeah. You know, same thing happened. And again, in the same family, I was at Ralph's. Doing Thanksgiving shopping, it was one o'clock in the morning, and there's Valerie Bertinelli with Wolf It's Crazy. shopping. And it was me and my ex-wife were walking around, and I saw I saw them down the lane, and I, gra- I literally grabbed Karen's arm, and she looked, and she's like, "Oh!" <laughs> so then we were always like five paces behind them, never said anything, <laughs> but just to, to see them again. She, and Wolf had two of his friends
1: with them; they're just shopping and goofing around. Pilar and I, one day, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I wonder if we could keep doing this. Like, I'm gonna tag on <laughs> this story because right. you mentioned Eddie Van Halen got you to Valerie Bertinelli. Now, Valerie Bertinelli is going to get me into this one. We're at this uh, restaurant in uh, Sherman Oaks called, I think, Marmalade Cafe. Oh, yeah. And sitting right next to us is Anne Romano. Oh, my God. Bonnie Franklin. Bonnie Franklin. And she's, you know, she's 68. Yeah. Year old Bonnie Franklin, but it's like, it's 100% Bonnie Franklin.
4: Yeah. It throws you, man. I mean, we're used to it because we're in town. Yeah. But then I'm at the grocery store and I turn around. There's Rick Dukeman right behind me with his (laughs) cart of food. You know what I mean? And again, nobody else would go, oh my God, that's Rick Dukeman. But in your brain, because I know him, he's a comic, whatever, the burbs. And he's dead now, I think, right? I think he is too. This is years and years ago. My brother has a great story where he's he's in a grocery store and he's picking out wine. He's just, and again, his girls Mm -hmm. are in town and he's looking. There's another guy picking out wine. And the guy looks at him and goes, what do you think? And it's Brian Cranston. And he just and Lenny's so cool. like, Whatever. And and they start talking and then Lenny's like, look, I would I can't not tell you. Right. Uh, and he says, I I you know, break he tells him he keeps it short, but he tells him how much he admires him. Yeah. And then... He goes, I love you as Tim Watley on Seinfeld. <laughs> it's the best thing you've ever done. Oh, that Batman voice you did when you were Commissioner Gordon. Um, <laughs> but then Cranston asks, Lenny, what do you do? And he's like, well, of course I do what everybody else does. And then Cranston wants to know where he works, what he's done, it's what nice. he's filmed. Uh, oh, you're a comic? I could never do that. Oh, it's so great. Incredibly friendly and generous. Mm-hmm. asks about his girls. Super, super cool guy. That's great.
1: Yeah. So it's it just... This is where we live. We live in Magic Town, man. That shit happens. Uh, the Ralphs on uh, Coldwater Canyon and Ventura. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm coming out of the Ralphs. I'm heading to my car, and uh, I love comedian Larry Miller. Love him. Love him. Love him. Yeah. Do you like him? I did the Corolla show with him. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's walking towards me, and as I get by him, I just go. I just say, uh, "How's it going, Larry? <laughs> Big fan." Just like that. And he just goes, thanks, pal. It was perfect. <laughs> that's what yeah, exactly. exa- I want. I want Larry Miller to say pal.
4: Yeah, super great. All right. It's so funny. What
1: I have here. Yes. It's the first Mud Crutch CD. Okay. I'm going to pass it over to you. All right. It's got three signatures on it. I see. It's signed by Tom Petty. Yes. Mike Campbell. Of course. And Ben Montan. Really? I want you to tell me in order from best to worst who has the best signature I will
4: I'm excited and I'm primed for this because with your Roger Waters on the wall I've never seen that and it is amazing All
1: right, social distance that. reach it over <laughs> all right so let's start who's
4: number one let's just start number one like in or, or like who's on the top or who am i deciding is the best signature number one who's the best signature tom
1: petty okay and, and and but on a scale of one to ten how is
4: his signature tom petty's signature is if you did not tell me it was tom petty i would never know it was his
1: signature because like if you didn't know who Mudcrutch crutch was and you didn't who? know who was in the band uh-uh. what would you think his name was uh, w- oh boy, that uh, Tim Graham,
4: <laughs> because that looks like a G instead of a P. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I would say that's a, like, uh, Okay. so, so far I've got, I got Tim Graham's autograph, Tim, Tim Graham. All that's right. what I would guess. All right. Uh, and then the next best one is, uh, Mike Campbell. And how is his scale of one to 10? It's, uh, <laughs> it's literally just a lie detector test. You know what I mean? It's just up and down bumps. You can't tell who it is, which is good for the M, but not for a C. Yeah. And if uh, and it literally looks like he wrote my world. <laughs> it looks like my world. Maybe is what he did. Like. Yeah. yeah. Now Campbell doesn't begin with a W. No, but it does. It does look like that. Now I can see the C part. You know what I mean? If you look and you turn it. Yeah. But for me, that looks like he wrote my world. And yeah. That's what
1: so far, like. we're not batting a thousand. No. No. And
4: then uh, yeah, Tensions is just <laughs> um, now he passed away. Did he pass away or is he still with us? No, he's still with us. Okay. He. May, I think he had a scare that day. He may have had a heart murmur. <laughs>
1: Something happened that's that so attacked bad. his arm. That it's is. So, and now, now I'm going to tell you, I got, uh, I got Tom Petty and Mike Campbell. I got them both after the concert. Okay. okay. Ben Mont, I got maybe a year later at Largo. I had, he was the guy that was not busy at all. He was the guy, you know, like Tom was like, sign it move on campbell sign it got to get out of here but benmont was just hanging out yeah so his signature should be amazing he didn't even close the b no his b is a three
4: it's so he because he didn't even there's close no the b. letters there no he put he didn't put a door on the b because
1: now it just looks like a three and and it's oh it's so bad if it's look, so bad God, if i forget Someone, um, someone email me and I'll, and I'll post a picture of it so you guys can see it. But I'm, I'm going to forget unless someone emails me at rocksolidpodcast at gmail.com and just say, Hey, babe, you were going to post a picture of that mud crutch CD. Woof. His is, his is really
4: awful. It's weak. Yeah. It, it looks like a guy who, who, like when they ask a convict to make his mark in a movie, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Hey, sign your name or make your mark. That that literally just looks like the Ben Montenge mark. It, it just, it's terrible. Oh, that is bad. Not not a fan. Not a fan of Ben Montench. Now he's a keyboardist. Yeah. He keep, is he keeping the hands delicate? I don't know. Is he worried he's going to sprain a thumb? I don't
1: know. Did, you have a, did your Sharpie have a thorn? What's he doing? I would rather him just carry an ink pad and give me a thumbprint. Because <laughs> it would be better than that. Uh, no, as a, as a
4: autograph aficionado, yeah. let me ask you this. If sure. you were someone being pursued consistently for autographs, like a Tom Petty, I mm-hmm. uh, remember Steve Martin has the card. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't sign anything, but it says, uh, this guarantees that you, we met and had a delightful experience right. or whatever. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. I think if, if a gun but you know a, what,
1: can I tell you something? Yes. If I'm going to pass those cards out, I've pre-signed them on the back.
4: But the whole point is to not give the autograph to just give the card,
1: ensuring that you had a delightful experience. I know, but if he signs him on the back, he's not going to get slowed down by signing anything, and you're still going to get the autograph. Thought, That's
4: just what I do. Right, but I thought the whole point was he doesn't sign anything. He passes out the card. That was okay. what I thought. was It was in lieu of signature. They, they give you that card. It's Steve Martin, right, who gives out the cards, right? Steve Martin, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh I believe he doesn't sign Can you, sign you vamp anything. for a second? I'm gonna go to the closet. Sure. Yeah, that's no problem. But I, I I thought that Steve Martin didn't sign anything. I thought he just passed out the card that said in lieu of or whatever, it said, uh, this proves that you met me and we had a delightful exchange and everything was fine. Um, which I, I think I would want that even more. Again, that's what you're gonna prove that you had some sort of meeting with him. Cause again, right now it's so weird with everybody having a camera, everybody having a phone and their camera and all that bullshit. Everybody's like, oh, what should I do? Should I take a photo? Should I get a signature? I don't know. Um, but it seems to me that the card is a good idea and I thought he yeah, did it. I like so the card. I thought he didn't have to sign stuff. That was my point. Um, but yeah, Ben Montench, this is, this is just bad news. I'm I, not a fan. I, of I, it. I have something for you, Mike. Oh, and I had a question. <laughs> you got something for me? All right. Let me take a look. Uh, oh, you, oh, <laughs> I'd say this is an old Patrick Francis, Francis card. What's, what's it say on the, what's it say on the card? Well, it says Patrick Francis comedian. Ha 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 ha
3: ha. Now that, uh-huh. that's, that's
1: a, what I, what I, what I just do for you on the back. Uh, and you did sign it. I signed it for me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, by the way, the first five people that email me, I will send you a Pat Francis comedian card as my old number from Chicago. The ha 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 I actually took from a, a Joker laugh uh, yeah. panel in a in a comic book. Clearly. Now, Mike. Yes. If I was to make that card in 2020, mm. how much would it cost me to make that card? Oh, Christ.
4: Uh, Get like uh, a, how many? Like a thousand? A thousand. I'll bet you could make it for
1: $40. Right. How much do you think 100 of those were in 1989? I don't know, sir. It was like $400. Yes. (laughs) Because you have to do a printer. Mm -hmm. You got to go to a printer and you got to, it's embossed. It's a thing.
4: Yeah. And it's, you have the color match with the ha ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. You did. This is a, this is a nice fancy one. Again, the embossed, um, what was my phone number? It was 708- 7544. Should I call it? Uh, well, considering right now in Chicago, it's probably one 30 in the morning. I'm I wouldn't try do it. it. I'm going to try You're going to do it. All right. Let me give you the number again. Okay, hold on. 7544.
1: 824- 824- do you think this number is in existence?
4: Uh, I'm assuming it is. And also we just gave it out on a podcast.
1: That goes <laughs> thousands of listeners every week. What if this is like, there's a Twilight episode, uh, uh, they did a a new Twilight episode, a new version like, but back in the 80s and Bruce Willis accidentally called his own phone number and he picked up. I was. I'm so mad you said that because I was literally to go.
4: What if this was like a Black Mirror and you called and you answered and
1: I picked up. You okay, answered Let me, in let me make sure the sound is up because I'm. I want to get this person. nice No, you don't. Nice you and really.
4: Duh. What are you doing?
1: People right now listening want us to do this. Are you the jerky boys? What are you doing now? <laughs> Jesus. Hey, slap nuts. Hey, <laughs> slap nuts.
4: <laughs> what was I saying? There was something they always say. Hey,
1: nits. Hey, shizzle, sizzle chest. <laughs> oh, deal. I just fell down and I hurt my ass so bad. Oh, I fell fell just fell down, down and a, and the dog leash went in my throat and, <laughs> and it made me all pukey and cough. And then I coughed out a, a hairball and it came out my ass. Oh, so awful. That's all it is. Yeah, I,
4: I know. Murder. Just murder <laughs> them, please. I hate them. I don't get it. It's always something in their ass. Crank calls and pranks, I've never, ever, uh, at all. I just, I mean, I did them when I was a kid, certainly, but
1: oh my Christ, not funny ever. What about jokes that are practical? <laughs> uh, I don't mind those. <laughs> okay. All okay. right, here we go. Make sure I have it right. 708-824-7544. Yes. yes, sir. It's yes, a
4: good phone number. It's not bad. Okay, here we I, go. I can tell you what. It's not so great right now.
1: Here we go. I'm going to ask if Pat Francis... The call.
4: number you have dialed is not in service. Oh. Or oh. dial 611 for customer assistance. You know what, though? I'll tell you what. tt 2 they don't. They don't need this good number anymore? This seems like a disappointment, but here's how I spin it. You love Chicago? They retired that number. <laughs> it's probably hanging on a pennant in Wrigley somewhere, buddy.
1: Where'd you live? Where, where'd, you, where'd you live at? Oh, my God. I lived downtown. Uh-huh. Then down You can forget all your troubles
4: there, <laughs> you dick.
1: Then I, lived in, <laughs> uh, then I lived in Glenview. Okay. Then I lived in... Uh, Cicero. There's probably a banner. And then I lived in Oak Park for my last. I would say time. there's a banner in Burton Place
4: right now that's hanging with this phone number on there. I went to Burton Place once. I got in a fist fight with Jim Door. <laughs> so it's your fault. It's the only time I went there. Yeah, I guess, uh, right? We'll blame you for all what happened. <laughs> what do you mean, what happened? Let me ask you this. What? You want a rematch? With Jim Door? Yeah. You take him on now? Yes. You think you can handle him? Yeah. Yeah, because he's all squishy now. Yeah. Right. All right. So yeah. Why?
1: Well, you know what? I arranged this. I said, "Let's." This do was it. literally. It was wasn't really a fight. He, he um, two hits. <laughs> I, th- this is like a movie, Mike. I'm not kidding you. All right. Um. He. Uh, he. I, I'm. I'm hammered. I'm hammered because I got. I got there and I drank. A, first of all, this is one. This happens to me a lot. I was in my apartment. In for the night. Mm-hmm. Okay. In for the night. Saturday night. I'm not going anywhere. I, I, Did I, you have I, a gig? If I did, it was an early gig, but I don't think I w- had a gig that weekend. So I'm in a rare night. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not. I'm in my night clothes, if that's a thing. And I don't uh, know. Ebenezer Scrooge isn't, and, it? and, and uh, I got a cap on, uh, <laughs> mon or kerchief, and I was in my cap. <laughs> and uh, and elves Je- are making shoes. And Jeff Lucas comes to my apartment. He finished the gig, and he goes, "Let's go to Burton Place." I go, "I'm not going anywhere. I'm yeah. not going to Burton Place." And he coerces me, peer pressure. I go to Burton Place, mm-hmm. and uh, and Siegel. Siegel went to, cause I lived with Siegel at the time. So, and I didn't want to go. And I went and I d- drank quickly. I got drunk. Jimmy Dore and I had some words. He grabs like you know, how you grab the front of someone's shirt yeah. and he's like pulling me. So there's no fists are thrown. And, um, the bouncers grab us and they literally, they drag us to the front and they literally throw us out on the sidewalk, like in a movie, like in the 40s. Yeah. They threw us right out of the door and we just roll on the sidewalk.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And and then, um, and then situation diffused. You look at each other like, what, what the fuck just happened? Just yelling. I, he might have, um inside he might have hit my lip because I did have a fat lip and I was just so pissed. And then we just yell at each other as we both go the opposite way. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'll fuck you up. No, fuck you (laughs) up. We're not fucking anyone up. We're just yelling. (laughs) So then I'm so mad about the whole thing. I'm mad because I didn't, I shouldn't even be there. Yeah. I didn't want to go. And then Lucas and Siegel, they leave and they get in Lucas's car and they pull up, they go, come on, let's get in the car. And I won't get in the car. I won't. I'm so mad. I won't get in the car. And so, they're like, get in the car, you idiot. I'm like, no, no. What are and you? I, any number of women I've dated? <laughs> <laughs> so Mike, they say, they say fuck it, as they should have, because how many times are they gonna ask me? And that's when I realized that the walk home is uh, way too long. Oh yeah. Well, especially because you're you're lit. And I it's mean. at night and it's and it was just like And you're fuck. in the bag. You can't walk a straight line. It was terrible. It felt like it took me three hours to walk home. <laughs> it didn't, but it felt like that. Yeah. Oh so, man, anyway. that's awful. Uh, Are we I, playing songs? Well, let me finish the thought I had because as, a, as an autograph aficionado. Oh, okay. Uh, you were saying we're talking about Steve Parton again. Rock Solid Podcast at gmail.com. First five people that email me, I'll send you a uh, send you a rock solid sticker, and I'll send you uh, one of my original comedy cards. I'll sign that back. The signature means nothing, and you can throw the card away, too. <laughs> Who is? And you, a uh, phone number you can claim for your own if you yeah, want. Yeah.
4: Uh, like, right, right now, who's your white whale? Who's the sign? Who's the signature you don't have? <sighs> hmm. I, I, um, it can even be a repeat of one that you think isn't clean. I mean, I don't mind. Whatever. What is your white
1: whale? The one where you're like, God damn, I need that one. Two, two names pop into my head. Uh, I don't have a Mike Schmidt. give me a marker uh the baseball player and uh, no um i would like ann wilson to sign that baby lestrange album that nancy signed okay i would uh, that but the first name that popped into my head was billy joel all right billy joel so you go you somehow
4: luck into being backstage with a billy joel yeah and he's being incredibly nice and friendly to everybody which is a strange departure Mm -hmm. and uh, you're able to (laughs) you're able to approach him uh, which is very delicate because, again, he lives in a yeah. glass house. Yeah. So you walk up and you have uh, what album you're getting? It would signed? be Glass Houses. Right, it's my favorite, favorite Billy Joel album. Right there. And, There's and, a lot uh, of area to sign, too. Mr. Joel, I would love it. And you uh, you go to hand him a marker and he's like, all right, terrific. And he reaches in his pocket and he pulls out one of those ink pads and a rubber stamp. Boom, boom. And he stamps Billy
1: Joel just like mm-hmm. uh, on the on the album. Are you okay with that? I'm not okay with it. And I can tell you something. You can't see you. It's right behind you. Mm -hmm. See that Lisa. Is it that raccoon? No. Oh, okay. But it's going to look like it. Look at that Lisa, Lisa Loeb album. It's a cat. Uh Okay. The album below it is a cheap trick album. Rick Nielsen used a rubber stamp on that. Really? And it was, it was in an in-store signing for that release of that album in 1990. And that was really disappointing. Sure.
4: At an in-store, that sounds, that's bananas. Now, that's this is, rough.
1: this that might be the first thing I ever got autographed, because that, back then, I wasn't, I wasn't an autograph guy back then. Had I been an autograph guy, I would have been like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, if that happened now, I'd be like, I see. here's a pen. Will you sign it? You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. Boy. What, Billy Joel's a delight. He's being a nice man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, thank you for coming. I'm so glad. And you say, Glass Houses is my favorite. It's very important to me. He goes, that's wonderful. I'm glad you appreciate my work so much. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> he stamps his name. I I, well now 2020 Pat would say that's cool now can you sign it
4: Mm, wow you would you push I would even if he was he saw he's rubber stamping everybody he signs for nobody that's just the concession he makes because there's a he's right on the edge of a carpal tunnel where he may never play the piano again oh well now it's different well but that's is it true or is that the excuse he gives so he doesn't he can get lazy and not sign your album I'd say if you're only going to sign one tonight make it mine Ooh, and then he casts his arm around the room and he goes, "Look at all these lovely and beautiful fans who've known me and followed my work forever. I love them all, and I love you too." But I'd say, uh, "Well, did anyone else ask you?" Well, yes, clearly there was a line, and there are people you can see them. <laughs> They're holding the albums in their hands, and they all have the rubber stamp. Uh, but you're now holding up the line, and there's like thirty people behind you going, "Hey, come on!"
1: <laughs> all right,
4: I you, bow out. You grace. accept I it? Bow out gracefully. You're lo- I, I think that's a smart move and a very nice thing to do. Then I wait outside until he leaves. Oh my! You're trying to sneak up around him at the Lincoln, huh? Yes.
1: All right. That's not a bad idea. Um, Actually, if I see that he's only do, if I already witness that he's got a rubber stamp, then I I'm waiting to be last, so you can say please. Or I go outside and wait. I see. Or and I follow him to the hotel. Mm-hmm. All right. This, now this is getting weird. That's <laughs> a little weird. Okay. Do we even know what we're song we're playing? Yeah, it's your turn. Are you sure? No, you just played "Calm True." I just well, I didn't play an plan. hour ago, maybe. maybe. And so I'm going to play my last one now. This artist, it's tricky for me because this guy—Run DMC? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this guy's not a good guy. Hmm. But that came up in the thing. I'm like, I'll just play it. Uh, you've read about Don McLean, American Pie, Don McLean. I don't know. I think he abused his whole family, like mentally and physically
4: abused his family. Oh, I know a friend who saw him a couple years ago, and uh, he's banging some young chick, and she opens... Oh boy. And she does, you know, literally an hour. And he's married at the time, I think. And then McLean comes out mm-hmm. and he he doesn't sing anything. He lets the crowd sing everything. Oh Christ. Uh, American Pie, he just holds the mic out. He has, My friend said it was a, it was quite a disappointment when he saw him. Oh. So I didn't I knew that. I didn't know that he was up to it, no good
1: behind closed doors. Yeah, I think he's just mentally I think he's I think he was more mentally abusive, but I mean it's, it's out there. Hmm but anyway let me ask you this so please enjoy
4: let me ask you this <laughs> <laughs> please enjoy you get it you get a uh, the opportunity to promote a fist fight between don mcclain and bing crosby who's winning that fight mm. oh christ Hmm. Well, i like bing he's not too tart and not too sweet <laughs> he's wiry too i'll tell you what. <laughs> he's just a, he's just uh a, a, like Jeez. a he's like a greyhound he thrashes I don't a mcclain this how is, do you even uh, how do you even think twice about this this is castles in the air
1: it's a lovely song too Have you heard this song? I don't think so. she
0: asks you why, you can tell her that I told you that I'm tired. Castles in the air, I've got a dream.
1: Do you know this rock and roll jam? <laughs> and walls this is a great treadmill tune if you want to pass care. out. <laughs> Jesus. Why'd I even pick this song? You like it? That's okay. I like what you Hills like. Hills
0: of forest green where the mountain.
1: Check out the comb over he has. It literally
4: looks like a Brillo pad on top of his head. That sounds like you're playing a forty-five of Gentle on My Mind on 33.
1: I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's it how the, much it rocks. It
4: literally has the same kind of like it, it's it's if you sped that up, it would sound like Gentle on My Mind, in my in my
1: opinion. All
4: right. Yeah. Might like it. I hate to bring a Glenn Campbell to uh, to the, to bear on you. But. I
1: like that this will end up being a three hour podcast because Murray and I did about uh, sixty seven minutes and uh <laughs> really no like you 70 i think they did 77 <laughs> okay. minutes was there a half in there or three i quarters? think it was one hour and
4: 17 minutes when it uh that's when it crapped out yes that's how americans talk thank you do no, know yeah. 77 minutes who are My,
1: you? we did we did approximately i'd say 67 minutes 34 seconds <laughs> okay see now you're talking 77 minutes right now nice. we're at one hour 16 minutes and 18 19 20 seconds okay what's your tune uh oh, we're next. Okay. Well, uh this film, uh, this this film. This film we're going to play a movie um,
4: now? we are. Uh Are you this, cool enough right now? I'm fine, thank you. You're not too cold, are you? No. All right. Uh, I I feel terrific. Thank you. Um well this uh look, I can't I can't front the funk on this fine artist. She's amazingly talented. She's someone that uh I I the next time I see her, I will be in double digits. I have seen this performer nine times, an Ed Rooney special. I've seen her nine times. I don't think you've ever seen her. I've seen her nine times. Uh, and each time, and I will tell you this, this is the craziest thing. Uh, the first time I ever saw her, it was just a 15-minute, she was busking outside of a subway station. And then it moved up to, and now the last time I saw her, she did a four-and-a-half-hour concert. It was amazing. <laughs> an astonishing singer, a gymnast, and uh, and and a pugnacious performer, someone that you'll respect and you'll love. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. It is Glitter in the air, by Pink. And that I is an exclamation point. Yes, it is.
0: Have you ever fed a lover with just your hand?
4: I would love to interview Pink. I would love to just stare from across the street at Pink.
0: She is phenomenally trusted. talented.
1: She's amazing. Just yes.
0: Trusted.
1: And she's no nonsense. No bullshit from pink. Have
0: you ever a fistful of in I call her the air? Alicia
1: Moore. It's her real name. Mm. The eye in Alicia exclamation point. I don't recall picking you for this song.
0: I just don't care.
1: <laughs> from the album Funhouse. Mm-hmm.
0: It's only half past the point of no return. The tip of the iceberg, the sun before the burn the thunder before the lightning, and the breath before the have you ever felt this way?
1: I didn't even know Murray
4: was a pink fan. sometimes songs transcend your fandom and just you have to pick them cause they're perfect, yeah, that's a great song, very really good song. she is a uh a phenom it, 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 she is and it's funny it's like her and Beyonce uh people like that Kelly Clarkson they're people you hear on record and you know everybody's always like oh yeah they've got producers and then they you know they pour sugar all over it and you hear the, the they sweeten the hell out of it and there's a pro tunes and then you see Beyonce or you see Pink and you go oh no that's if anything records the CDs don't do them justice it's raw talent astonishing yeah there's a video of uh Beyonce singing Halo in a I think it's in a like a a hospital almost like a cancer ward or something acapella and uh she's got her you know singers with her and stuff and she's singing halo and you'll cry I, you're just like that's un- what a home run um and if you had that as i've said before if i could sing i would never speak i would sing everything, <laughs> everything. everywhere i went that's what I, just because i would know i was so good it would bring happiness and joy to people i and pink is that way too where if, you're just amazing if you could sing how would you order a big mac well i can't sing and now i'm gonna put the i'm gonna drive a steak right through the heart of it it'd be terrible you wouldn't. You wouldn't just go to all beef patty special sauce. Yes,
1: I would. <laughs> I would sing the song, but I would sing it well. To I, all, I saw a video of Billy Joel in a in a children's uh, hospital, and he was. Uh, uh, he was stamping kids casts Whoa. with a, with a rubber really? stamp of his name. Well, yeah. That's, that's, but like, could you sign my cast,
4: Mr. Joel? And he would stamp it. A lot of eight year olds want their cast signed by Billy Joel. Today. Yeah, they do. <laughs> all right. They do. Seems strange. I'm going to be, I'm not going to lie. I mean, they all like that down Easter Alexa. I know that's a song <laughs> that
1: the kids enjoy. Now, look, I'm going to tell you why they want Billy Joel's. He, he, he has a song on a children's album. He does not. Yes, he does. Hmm.
4: What did he, uh, is it pressure? Did he redo pressure for the kids? <laughs> did he do, we didn't start the fire, but it's like big bird, cookie monster, garbage can and Oscar's there. Did he do something like that?
1: That'd be awesome. Nope. It's a song called Nobody Knows But Me. And it's about an imaginary, it's an, about an imaginary oh. friend. All right. I thought it was about molestation, but good for, good for Billy. No, that wouldn't be on a children's album. You never know. Get him, let him know. It was, it was, the album was called In Harmony 2. Mm-hmm. And here we go. All right. Two, one, two. <laughs> Already they're having fun.
0: What do you think of that?
4: I think he could have released it in the 80s and hit the top five. 1982. Oh, that's from the 80s. Okay. It it literally sounds like that that era. I thought it was like a now song. And to me, it sounds like everything he charted with in the 80s. 1982. Uh, That's like, uh, I learned stickball as a formal education. (laughs) What's that song? (laughs) Oh, I can't (laughs) think right now. It's in the courtroom. And, and Christy Brinkley's there, and she's all hot in the corner. Keeping room.
1: the faith. The keeping the faith. That's what that sounded like to me.
4: <laughs> yeah, that sounded like keeping the faith to
1: me. There's a line about Trojans or something in there. Yeah. Know. All right. My turn. Yes, sir. We're moving on to fire. Oh. A lot of people would tell you fire bad. Okay. Well, I know one specific ah. person. Yeah, he would absolutely tell
4: me that. Who would that be, Frankenstein? A German guy. No. Frankenstein's the doctor. The German fellow. Oh, Frankenstein's, I see. would be Frankenstein's monster. But well, ah. uh, to be fair though, Frankenstein the doctor didn't care for fire very much either. Mm.
1: Who does? <laughs> yeah. Fire good. Love fire. Love it. Fire's <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'll tell you what, fi- we, we had a citronella candle that did not scare off a raccoon tonight. Oh, no. or the mosquitoes. I think I got chomped on. Every time we do this movie night, the next
4: day I'm uh, welted up. Yeah, it's ugly. I I actually thought I had my my bed bugs had come back. It scared the hell out of me because we don't have mosquitoes in Southern California. No, but now there's bugs. Tons of mosquitoes.
1: We spray up with Off. Even they didn't want to stay in Florida. It's too much chore to watch a movie out there now. We got raccoons. We have mosquitoes. Forget (laughs) it. Let's just zoom a movie. All right. You like country music? Mm, I like both kinds of music, country and western. I do.
4: I do love Garth Brooks well you said country music oh what do you think garth brooks is garth brooks is uh, like i like i say about a lot of modern country music like luke bryan and those idiots uh, (laughs) it's just it's just i hate luke bryan um i I, they're just remaking 80s pop music into what they. i I said the way i described it was journey with a dip in like a dip (laughs) in their lip like it's just journey chewing tobacco that's that's what these songs are um you know eric church uh and and sam whatever the fuck with the 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 lights or whatever and keith urban a lot of these songs and i like them there's a song that, yeah. that there's great songs but they're just they're they would be pop hits in the 80s you know they would have charted and planned on mtv well this one is uh and from, garth brooks was the kind of the guy who started
1: that with the you know by with the friends in little places but he, uh, but, he rolls. but he uh leaned all in on the cowboy hat and the big belt buckle like keith urban looks like he's Bon yes. Jovi, but he, but he's from Australia. How's he a country artist? Yeah. But, 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 from the outback,
4: <laughs> but fucking Garth Brooks was like, was like a, 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 Trojan redneck. You know what I mean? He came in with the garb on yeah. and then he just, he loved kiss. So he sang songs right, that true. were like pop songs, you know? So he got that audience by going, Hey, take a look. I'm eating a goddamn steak off this giant
1: belt <laughs> buckle. And then he played a fucking kiss song. I like, yay. Well, I love this song. This is from 1993's in pieces This is called Standing Outside the Fire.
0: That's a fiddle. Yes. We call them strong, those who can face this world alone, who seem to get by on their own, those who will never take the fall. We call them weak. A waterfall, who are piano. To yep. resist. the slightest chance love might exist, and for that forsake it all. They're so hell bent on giving, walking a wire, convinced it's not living if you stand outside the fire.
1: Uh, get into the chorus, Garth.
0: The the Life is not tried, is mere, if you're standing outside
1: the Alright, I want an honest
4: opinion. What do you think of that song? Well, first of all, it's it's a very good song because as we've said many times before, you can't argue with great songs. Yeah. Hooks are hooks, great songs are great songs. Mm-hmm. But if you take the fiddle out of that song. Okay. And he sings it like a human being <laughs> and not like a guy out rope and steer, that's a survivor song from 1983. <laughs> okay. And I'm not saying in a bad way. No, 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 I get it. You know, that, that sounds like it could have been the karate kids soundtrack. <laughs> if you take the fiddle out and he sings without the without this right here, right now. If he doesn't do that, you know, if you're if he's like you're standing outside the fire instead the yeah. fire, then you're that's literally survivor <laughs> from 1983. Fire. Yeah. You heard it, and yep. and and it's awesome. Far bad, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I am absolutely not shitting on it. I thought that was a good song. It was catchy, um, and that's what a lot of these songs do now. Mm-hmm. Even Luke Bryan, they'll because they sing about a truck or they throw in a fiddle. Mm-hmm. That's what qualifies as country now. But you, if you stripped it of whatever two or three accoutrement, make it you know Florida mm-hmm. Georgia line bullshit, you could that would be a song. Sung by, like I said, Survivor or some some yeah. okay, middle of the road pop band in the 80s.
1: That was my new hot character, Garthenstein. <laughs> Fire bad. Is it bad? Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> no, that's too many words. He can't be that. No, all on. right. Fire um, bad.
4: Uh, um, hey, hey, Garthenstein, do you have friends? <laughs> <laughs> friends. Okay. And where would you find your friends? Friends. Yeah, you I don't, don't know where, where. Low
1: places. <laughs>
3: Of course. What are you doing?
1: (laughs) Of course. I'm setting it up for you. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Let's say, let's say in another 45 minutes when we finish recording this episode. Wow. What if, uh, what if the, what if I checked the file and it didn't record? Would this have still been worth it? Well, I've had a lot of fun and certainly enjoyed myself. I've had fun too. So even if no, so, so we're admitting that even if no one's listening, we still
4: have fun. There's no doubt. First of all, are you trying to set me up for the fact that you didn't hit the record button or something? Because I'll lose my mind. I don't even have any of the equipment on. <laughs> well, no. I, I haven't even been playing these songs. I've been singing them. <laughs> <laughs> well i live in constant fear of that as at my i do a show called the 40 year old boy and i used to have, oh christ listen to me i used to have a producer so she was in charge of all that right. and i just had a microphone and i got to fucking fire off right so i just got to talk well now it's just me so i sit with like you with the laptop in front of me and i'm talking and i can see the little the all the lines happening and it it drives me out of my because i don't save and i do a one take basically so yeah like today i did a podcast and uh the first i did an hour and 25 you have a podcast i do it's called the 40 year old boy oh, podcast okay. uh and i did an hour and 25 minutes straight yeah without a save and then i finish or breath basically yeah <laughs> uh and then i take a break and then because then i have to that's when the beginning of the sh- you know that's the middle of the show and then i i hit save then i and i then i have to save it and hope i i i'm petrified i won't lie i'm petrified that i won't save because i've lost yeah chunks of audio before it i sucks. lost i lost 55 minutes once and i you know, we're having fun and extemporaneous conversation, yeah. but when I'm alone, it's also off the top of my head.
3: It's t- There's no tough. There's no script.
4: And so try to recreate an hour and a half of comedy. So hard. That you made up on the spot. It's it, And it, I find it it's such a death blow. So you scared the hell out of me. Like, I thought you were setting me up for something. First of all, no, are no, no. And we're still talking like we're in a show. We <laughs> are in a show. It's still I recording. Know, I know. But what if you weren't though? And we, we were still talking as if we were in a show. That would be terrible. Yeah. We've been recording for one minute is what it says. What That seems. So just my explanation of that.
1: All right. I'm glad that at least made it in. I have, um, I'm looking around at autographs. Now I have two Sean Cassidy autographs. How great is his autograph over there? Look at that. Wow. What do you write on there? Uh, Hey Pat, thanks for the times. Best. best Sean Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah. That's great. I told you what he wrote on my other album. Uh, people know this. I, I like saying it though. Tell me. Uh, he signed that when he did my podcast, he signed my other album when he did Pilar's podcast. And if you're a new listener, I'm going to say this. Um, when he was on my podcast, he, uh, he had never been on a podcast where he talked about his music before. It was only his second podcast ever. He did Dana Gould's podcast, but they weren't talking about his music because Dana Gould wouldn't like that kind of music. No, Dana, Dana, Dana Gould wouldn't his, like that. Come on. Dana's
4: a science dress fiction. Dress up guy. like Zayas and say, hey. Shut up, Dana did science mm, fiction. gold." Stuff. <laughs> okay, so anyway,
1: I'm just joking. <laughs> did you have a fight so, with him or did you fight him? Hell, no, never, never. <laughs> Actually, I was, he was, I was on a podcast with him where I was doing my Paul Stanley impression. He was not into it at all, and not he was not it, yeah. and he was not giving me anything and not, you know. So, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't like guys that don't go along with the fun. No, of course. So, um, so he was on Pilar's podcast to talk about writing, and I had uh, another album that I originally wanted him to sign, but I didn't have it with me at the time. And he told me, he goes, you know, your podcast is the reason that I'm doing live shows again. Oh man, it's awesome! It was amazing, and then he signed that album. Pat, thanks for lighting the fuse, dude. Sean Cassidy, how great is that? That's super great. Like that is that is unbelievable to me. Yeah, I still, I, I'm going to tell that story every week. You should. But yeah, I love I love that story. That's and a good he's one. such a nice
0: guy.
4: That's yeah, that see that's the best too. When it's somebody yeah. who's really cool. He's not
1: stamping it like Billy Joel, was at that private party you know, I was at. He's writing you know, a
4: paragraph for Christ's sake. Yeah, unbelievable. He's there, but, yeah, so nice. Uh, and it's always better when it's a good guy. You know what I mean? I mean, you don't right. wanna you don't wanna light the fuse for some jag off. Right. Don McLean. I get like Sean's brother, perhaps. He's like, hey Thad, thanks for lighting the fuse. <laughs> oh no.
1: That's <gasps> my fault. Oh no. You're up. I'm up. Hold on. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I all just right. played standing outside fire bad. <laughs> yeah. all standing
4: right. outside the bad fire. Standing outside the fire. All right. Well, this is, um, please remember you're starting this at a 19 seconds. That's what it says I on the list. I believe I am. Right here. Ooh, right what here. was that? That was, that was me doing this. Oh, jeez. I was doing that. Uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Look, uh, we all like bands, certainly. Yeah. Everyone likes bands. I've uh, Since I was a youth, I've enjoyed bands. Uh, but then someone told me about this elusive band like what do you think about the band i go well i like bands and they're like no 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 no. the band and so i of course being curious i'm like well i better do some research into this yeah, because yeah, i thought yeah. I, just, I thought there were just bands and then i found out i was and i you it know what won. i won i didn't even know this existed and, and by the way i should tell you this uh you know who that conversation was with who martin scorsese what And he said to me, How do you feel about the band? And I said, I don't, I just know bands. And he said, What is wrong with you, man? And so I did a little research and he goes, Well, I got a film coming out. You might want to check that out. I said, All right, I'll keep an eye out for it, Marty. And uh, sure enough, I've learned of the band through Martin Scorsese and their lead singer, Robbie Robertson. Here is Sweet Fire of Love by Robbie Robertson of the band. The Edge is not happy with the guitar line. This is The
1: Edge, I think. Is it? Yes. Okay, I thought it was a rip.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: pretty sure that's The Edge. or oh, good. It's probably why Murray played it. He loves you, too. And he loves Robbie Robertson.
0: All All together. All together.
1: And that's Bono.
4: I was just going to say, this sounds like a U2 outtake.
1: Wow, all right. <laughs> this is written by Robbie Robertson and you too. <laughs> I'm gonna call this a stretch to call it a Robbie Robertson song. <laughs> Bono, The Edge, Adam Clayton, and Larry Mullen Jr. all play on this song. It's a jam. It is. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Yes. Here's how people would know uh, that that was a story, because Robbie Robertson is not the lead singer of the band. I don't even know if he sings on any of the band songs. Really? Yeah. I know of a Levon Helm. I know he's handling, he's He's holding it down. There's like three guys that sing. I see. All
4: right. I think Danko, there's a guy named Danko, and the unfortunate name of Danko. (laughs) Well, uh, two things. One, are you, are you saying Scorsese lied to me? Yes. All right. And, uh, my and friend, why are you my having that conversation party? when you were 11? <laughs> look, I got around, man. My mom was working all the time. My I dad was dead. I went out and did stuff. But also, you say the unfortunately named Danko. One of these times, you're going to have me on here, and I'm going to bring some Danko Jones from Canada, and you're going to go, what the fuck?
1: Because he's awesome, and they are awesome. Here's an unfortunate name. When I was in grade school, there was a girl named... <laughs> Uh-oh julie stankowitz
4: oh stankowitz there you go that's your name's never getting made fun of oh, no. she couldn't she got married she's 13 just to drop the surname she might have passed away could have been worse oh boy could have been danko stankowitz <laughs> all right i'm not even gonna waste time i'm just gonna get right into this well i'm gonna waste some time real quick but we can bust murray's balls because that's not a robbie robertson song that's a U2 it's song, a YouTube song and, and robbie we- robertson's walking by the studio But Murray loves that album and he loves you too. So that's that's right in his wheelhouse. But in his email, he lists it as a Robbie Robertson song. someone was actually (laughs) knocking on the door. That's me thunderously tapping the desk because I'm angry at Murray's characterization of that as a Robbie Robertson tune.
1: How is this not on the radio? You and me on the radio. because uh, radio died. Didn't you hear? <laughs> what? You didn't get word? <laughs> no, Cheap Tricks has a song on the radio. It's on the radio. They rubber stamp of the mute. This is, all, I'm telling you, this is better than any morning show. That, think? Um, in In LA. All right. I hear you. What do you. you think? I I
4: listen, I'm I giving always, you kudos. <laughs> well, you're nice, and I always enjoy talking to you, and this is totally funny, and we have good chemistry, and people seem to enjoy it. Um, but morning radio is a different animal, and you know this. You know what I mean? There you're you're making prank calls, you're you're talking about. I made about, a prank call. <laughs> oh my, my god, prank, you do <laughs> you myself. Well, fuck about? it. Sign us up then. Yeah, you know what? That's that's our quality. I, I, I
1: put out a tambourine. That's a you know, that's like a sting. <laughs> you are crushing it, friend. All right. This is a cover. Of a mantra song called I've Got the Fire. Mm. I'm not gonna tell you who the band is, but I'll have you guess it. Okay. And you will be able to guess it. Well, I knew that you two thing immediately. Yes from the first guitar note. So here we go. Cover of a mantra song. All right. I've got the fire. Mm-hmm.
4: Damn! Who is that? That's Iron Maiden, ladies and gentlemen. Damn straight, it's Ooh, Iron Maiden. Hoo, you look, I, you know what from the Steve Harris. I came for the Steve Harris. I staved for the Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> Dude, that was badass. <laughs> is that a recent cover or an old school cover? No,
1: they have they have like a they have a B sides album that just has so many things that it makes me want to look it up right now. <laughs> All right, and let me see if I can pull out another one that's a cover. Dude, if you ever did a cover show, I would be here and ruining your whole ho- yeah, life. You're not
4: invited to that. <laughs> I'll be I'll be outside, like, holding up a boombox playing them while you guys do the show. I'll Lloyd Dobler the shit out of your cover show.
1: Okay, here's a here's another. This is a this is Iron Maiden covering Led Zeppelin. Okay, you ready for this? I
4: am. You're damn right. I'm ready. All right, well, it's gonna play in a minute. All right, let's go ahead and cue it up. Let's get that rocking and rolling. It's gonna be Iron Maiden. <laughs>
1: like it of course how can you
4: not but okay. it makes me laugh that is the only as the first and only time bruce dickinson ever sang to a woman in a romantic way <laughs> right uh he's covered a lot of horrors i know he's talked about a lot of horrors. Oh, charlotte the harlot of, of course. course but but that's the first time there was ever you thought oh hey bruce might have human emotions would you want to hear them cover the who or ufo ufo you that's
1: would I'm just... well I, I want to hear both play them both what the hell are we doing well, here's dr doctor all right <laughs> There's gonna be a long intro on this. I'm gonna jump ahead. Alright, please do. Oh, not enough.
0: Dr. Dr. Please. Don't you know I'm going fast? Dr. Dr. Please.
1: I don't think that's Bruce. I think that might be Steve Harris. I knew it wasn't. <laughs> she started to it's got to be Steve Harris because he's a big uh,
4: Pete Way was a big influence on him. Well, again, Bruce also he can't sing about another lady. He just he just knocked it out of the system with the Zeppelin song. No, agree.
0: People try to put us down, about my just because we get around. That's not Bruzita. I don't think that's Bruzita. Thanks, so what awful code. Talking about my generation. I die before we get old. Talking about my gin and my generation. My generation, baby. Why don't you just fade away?
1: Alright, there's some uh there's a fun. You know, we we took a little uh detour. We did down some uh, Iron Maiden covers.
4: There there is just nothing like well produced, clean, loud fucking metal. They're just it's just it just fills your heart. Man, it's good. Clean, loud fucking metal. Yep. Well right. produced. Well I produced agree. too. I, I just it's just it can't sound muddy. It just has to sound like Pantero have sounds. Dimebag Daryl, like his guitar sound, he sounds like I always I likened it. I would say he sounds like he's playing with a razor blade. It's just it just the riffs are so clean. They just they sound just like they could cut you in half. I wish Dimebag would have been
1: able to play with Nickelback. <laughs> and 50 cent. Oh sure, go ahead put them all together. Why Get not? Get all the people in there <laughs> with the money in the names. All right, what's next? Uh, o- o- old school. It's you, right? No, oh, it's me. you. I it played uh, I played uh,
4: I got the fire. All right. Well, you mentioned some country earlier. We we're going to get Absolutely. to some country at some point. And then you fooled around with something that you thought possibly could be something sort of country-ish. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're getting out from under the big top, friend. We're, we're leaving the, the rodeo show. We're leaving cowboy town. And, uh, and we're getting into a rusted out pickup truck. And we're driving into the goddamn woods, and we're looking Christ, deep. We're I'm going just, back to the legend, scared. the legend of. We're driving past the legend of Wooly Swamp. We're leaving Charlie Daniels in the dirt. Ned Beatty and John Voight going to be out here? <laughs> they might be. You I'm never worried. know what's going to happen. Uh, but we're going to find out. We're going to. If there were a Mount Rushmore of country music, yes, if there was a Mount Rushmore of country music. This guy would be three of the heads, along with Johnny Cash wow that's right uh i I know hey look willie and merle all these guys are badasses no doubt about Mm -hmm. it but uh we don't get a willie we don't get a merle we don't even get a johnny cash without a hank williams and as we drove through those woods and out past the woolly swamp we decided you know what we should be setting the woods on fire with
0: hank williams comb your hair and paint powder you act proud and i Setting the woods on fire You're my gal and I'm your feller Dress up in your frock of yeller I look swell but you look sweller Setting the woods on fire We're taking all the honky tonks Tonight we're having fun We'll show the folks a brand new dance That never has been done I don't care who thinks what do you think? you're silly
4: I think that song just went to Garth Brooks' house, rang the doorbell, ran, and shit in
1: his mailbox. That's what I think. <laughs> Let me ask you, what do you think about artists who proclaim that we're going to make a country album? I, I,
4: again, what does that even mean anymore? That's what I. That's what I mean. Country music to me, as I've told you, has evolved. And, I, and look, by the way, I don't like. I wouldn't buy a Hank Williams album. I know I respect him. and I know right, he right. does. But I'm not sitting around going Bing, bang, doom, ga, ding, ding. I don't give a fuck. That's, <laughs> what about the junior? Me? What about Hank Williams Jr.? He, he'll tear it up. And then th- and Hank Williams the third also destroys. Yeah. You know what I mean? I but, heard Junior's ready for some football. Uh, I think he, I, at know, all and times. And this, well, I know, but especially <laughs> this week, right? Right. He's, uh, all, he's got pads on at all times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, he, you know, but Hank Williams Jr. Is also but he's another you know terrible racist awful guy mm-hmm. as, as a lot of those guys were um but i it, it depends on what you say country is well now. like i'm not an old school it's not like i'm a dude sitting around going yeah i love that old school country i you know some songs i recognize like johnny cash you know when the man comes around that yeah. song and oh, god's gonna cut you down yeah. those are you know those are evil country type songs now mike yes in
1: 1996 mm-hmm. the jewish elvis Neil Diamond decided that he was going to dip his toe into the country pool. Did he really? With an album called Tennessee Moon. Oh, my. He even includes a duet with Waylon Jennings. Okay. You want to hear a little bit of One Good Love? I think I
4: do. I mean, I respect a Waylon, and Neil Diamond's Neil Diamond.
1: You can tell me when the song goes bad. This is One Good Love from Tennessee Moon.
0: It took a while for me to know what I was looking for. In every heart I'd ever known.
4: For <laughs> <laughs> that voice, though, dude. Yep.
1: let me wanting more. It doesn't go with Neil's
4: voice, though, really, does it? Neil's trying. One
1: good.
0: Take hold of a heart. Is
4: that a country song? That's, that's a corncob pipe and a pinky ring right there just going at it. <laughs> uh, is that a country song for me? Yes. All right. And I think Neil really tried with the phrasing, because and I, and I, I, he, he toned down any Neil Diamond. Hey! Exactly. So he's, he's right there in the wheelhouse of what that needs to be, I think. I'm on board with that. I mean, I wouldn't buy it or listen to it ever again, but as a country song, yes, I feel that that was a country song and a good effort by a guy I wouldn't ever think could pull off a country song. The guy's Jewish. He did Christmas albums. But again, you listen to the early... He'll do anything for money. <laughs> but you listen to the early Neil Diamond stuff and you're like, oh, well, absolutely, he could pull off some some type of country song, but... Well, here's the title track where he sings by himself. Oh, my.
0: Hollywood don't do what it once could do. Hollywood. <laughs> I used to wake up and write me a song before noon
1: That's prolific
0: So I packed my dusty bags one night These bags are dusty Sure they are Grabbed an old guitar And I caught a red eye flight Where's he going, Mike? Hollywood. In search of a dream underneath the Tennessee moon
1: This is not a country song But that's, but it's today's country. Okay.
4: That's, that's a Luke Bryan special. I mean, that's what it sounds like.
1: A Luke Bryan Bryan special special for me me is a shit sandwich. I don't like him.
4: him. Oh no, I, I agree with you. He's, he seems like a big poser. There's one song of his that means, that really means something. That's a
1: personal song for you. We're not getting into it. Yes.
4: But other than that, I, I'm not a, I'm not on board with him.
1: He's got no charisma.
4: Agreed. He's a manufactured product. That's all he is. Man, okay. For me, you know, but again, I, I don't, it's, it's a, they found, here's what they did. The formula. They, they, yes, because they're looking for a lot of people who, who don't gravitate to rap, who don't gravitate to hip hop, who don't gravitate to your pop music now. There's, there are, we look at us. We listen, when I listen to the loop or WMET, I was looking at REO and Boston and all mm-hmm, that stuff. Yeah. Well, where do those people go? Like the, you know, cause these kids have grown up listening to their parents' records right. and these sound like their parents' records, not particularly that one. But again, Florida Georgia line, these bands, Eric, uh, Eric, uh, I believe it's Crouch Church, Eric Church. Um, they, you know, there's a song called cold one and you'll hear it and you're just like, you know, that just, th- this right. is. Perfectly written for the, this lost generation of people who don't want to gravitate to hip hop, don't want to gravitate to to pop. They're looking for a rock substitute, yeah. FM rock that we grew up yeah. listening to without having to listen to their parents' old songs. Is Cold One about a beer or a cadaver? Uh, it's about, you know what, it's about a beer, but also it's about a girl. Mm. Guess what? Uh, <laughs> She's frigid. <laughs> she, well, she leaves them. And then, of course, well, that was a cold one. No. It's, you know. <laughs> okay. But he has a song called uh, My Hometown. Which will again also Oh I know that I was eight years no, old No 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 running weird Well have you ever heard his song Springsteen? Have you ever heard his song Springsteen? hmm I'm giving you the gould. My old man. I'm giving you the gould. Um, Big old Buick. I'm goulding out for you right now. <laughs> All right. I'm what's Aldana. Up? Have you ever heard his song Springsteen? He has a song called Springsteen? Yes. And and the second and who sings year, this again? Uh, Eric Church. Okay, and it's fantastic. All right, that's a great song. Um, give me back. It's called "Give Me Back My Hometown," and it's all about um, he had a girlfriend and he brought her back to his hometown, mm-hmm. and now she she won't leave. They broke up, but she won't leave, and he wants to, you know, uh, he wants to go to the football games. He wants to go. She's all these places. there. Yeah, and and the and the but it's it's almost this plaintive wail where he's he's subdued, but he's like, "Give me back my hometown." It's like the and. If you've, you know, have you been broken up with or you've broken up with somebody, it just, it, it hammers you right in the heart. And the song Springsteen is a song where it's reminiscing to when he was a kid and, uh, you know, he's seeing the girl twenty five years later, and he's and he says stuff like, you know, I bet if I bet if you heard my name whispered, you'd still sit up. You know what I mean, like that, reminiscing about who he lost and what they had. I'm on fire. No, no, but it's they're they're great song. Eric, he's fire. Honestly, is bad. that is, is, but that dude, Eric Eric Church, is the best of the lot of these country dudes. I believe you. Yeah,
1: I Let will. Me, I will send them to you. I will. I'll tell you, you this. I uh dated this girl in high school, and then my freshman year of college. She was a senior in high school. I still dated her. And then I came home that summer and I broke up with her. We dated for three years. Wow. And <laughs> I started dating this other girl. That's why I broke up with this girl.
4: Was there overlap?
1: What do you mean? They date both no. of them?
4: Well, or, or it doesn't have to be dating. Was there overlap? Were you, in, while you were dating the girl from mm-hmm. the, the three year girl, yeah. were you involved with the other girl?
1: No. Okay. No, no, I, I never did that. I see. I would just cut it loose. I'm like, well, there we go. Give him a lover boy, huh? Just fucking reared him, <laughs> turned him loose. Yep. You know why? Because the kid was hot tonight. Of course. But my parents were all in on this girl that I broke up with. Mm. So some nights I would come home from being out with the other girl, and the old girlfriend Beth Nosick, is sitting in my in my kitchen talking with my mom. Mm. And I would just and I would have to walk just through. Through the kitchen and just get upstairs. Wow. <laughs> like the total cold shoulder. Because you'd walk in the door and I'd be like, oh, what the fuck is going on in here?
4: Yeah, that's rough. I, I, I've never had to deal with that. I but tell that my mom, I'm thing. like,
1: what are you doing? Yeah, come on. Cut her loose. I did. She just came over. We always like Beth. I don't want to. What am I supposed to
4: do? What am I supposed to do? You're supposed to tell her to go away. Or That's my when my mom was this.
1: smoking. So it's, was, what was
4: I supposed to do? <laughs> you take my side is what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't sign with a
1: nosic. Nobody no. sides with nosic. Say, say no. no
4: to, say no, no to, to nosic.
1: <laughs> All right. This next artist. Yes. Uh, I know this guy. I can. Say, this guy's a friend. I'm gonna say he's a friend because his numbers in my phone. If we call him, no, I wouldn't call him <laughs> at midnight. Are you kidding me? He's on this coast, but I still wouldn't call him at midnight. He's got All right. Children, and he's uh, he doesn't want me calling him at midnight, but uh, he's a sports figure, Alexi Lawless. Ooh. but he also has amazing pop rock albums really I'm gonna say in the vein of, of Rick Springfield good lord this is from 2018 the album's called Sunshine I love this album and this is Fire in the Sky
0: tell me when you're gonna try to make contact a telescope to see behind your heart and slowly sway into the
1: nice crescendo there yeah
4: that's pretty great i know i'm 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 kind of you're shocked well i'm shocked because it is really great and and that's wheelhouse for me and that's i love that kind of stuff three and a half minute exactly like that Mm jangling yeah but i'm gonna tell you this and it's the truth if you put a fiddle in that (laughs) i'm not i'm not trying to prove a point i'm not trying to be silly you put a fiddle not even a fiddle a twangy guitar and that's a sam mendes song and I'm not, I'm, that's what country is now. That literally is a, that's a country. If you put a little. Is Sam Mendez a country guy? I believe so, right? did who am I thinking of? The guy who's know. like, I don't have my phone or I'd look it up. But uh, I believe Sam Mendez is the guy. <laughs> Wait, is he the American beauty guy? <laughs> Sam Mendes is a director. <laughs> all right. Well, that's not a Sam Mendes song. I'm going to take that back. But there's a guy who sang, uh, it was about the, the he's, a, you know, running red lights. No, that's Tiesto. I don't even know. My brain's all scrambled. Okay. It's but, okay. Uh, it's, but it's, literally, it's, if you it, add- you 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 qu- could, Quarter past midnight. But you could country that up. You could add, like I said, you just a fiddle or a little twangy, a little twangy guitar. Uh, that's a country song, dude. And then
1: we brand him as Slim Lawless.
4: Oh, there you go! Right? Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I got to lose um, the Alexi. They don't like the uh, the Ruskies over there.
1: So, um, so I say that I know him through you. You didn't introduce me to Alexei Lawless, no, sir. But wh- but you uh, you texted me one day. Well, yeah, because he liked he didn't he like one of your tweets or he
4: retweeted your tweet. If yeah, I remember correctly,
1: he, yeah, he, was, he tweeted something about rock solid.
4: Yeah, and I contacted you, I'm like, and you were like, "Oh, that's cool," and I'm like, "No, this is this is something." I didn't gotta, even know. I didn't, you're like, right. I said, You need to cultivate this. This is kind of a big deal for you. And then I'm I like, texted what are you. What well, I texted you a screenshot with the amount of followers he had on Twitter, yeah. and I told you who he was. And I mean, he has a, a weekly gig on ESPN. I mean, yeah. it's like he's a name. Pretty- he's a he's a dude. So,
1: but that sounds like that sounds like a like, um, uh, star fucker. I no. just t- I just tweeted at him and then I no. said if you ever want to wait a minute you made me explain it and then
4: you make it you say I made you sound like a star no no, no, no I no, didn't no 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 what I'm explaining is right we where we op- we operate in a space where we have to seize upon any opening that we can possibly see you know I I'm followed by Vernon Reed of Living Color. On Twitter It's crazy And he's he's tweeted me twice And written me He's like hey great job This Like he listens to the show um, Chuck D followed me You know what I mean So like anytime you see That sliver That's an amazing album
1: What am I holding up uh, You're holding up Living Color Vivid I've never heard thing. this album But um, Kyle tweeted about it So I bought it The first two
4: it. Living Color albums Are unbelievable classics you can't wait oh to hear it Oh my Christ are they monsters Doug Wimbish Just fucking tearing it up Corey Glover fucking It's it's amazing stuff I love Danny Glover uh, No no Corey Glover is, It's a younger version Love it um, But both the first album And the second album Bye, you know the song Bye? Dude, everything on yeah, that second album it. is so oh, I'll, I'll so buy good. it. All, All right. Back back to Alexi Alexi anyway, uh, when you see an opening, you must seize it. And you're much better at it than I am. You will because you can reach out to somebody in a in a casual way and go, hey, and make the connection. And he was responsive it, to his it. His tweets
1: were very complimentary, so he said, Hey, if you ever want to co-host the show, more than happy to have you. And that's mean I don't know anything about it. I don't know the guy. And right. then I meet him. I love him. Yeah. The nicest guy.
4: Yes. Which is refreshing,
1: it is refreshing, and uh one of the, was it the last album he always jokes that me and Suzanne Dillingham, the concert wife where he said <laughs> he said you you two are the only two that like my music. He sent us his album his last album he sent it to us before he was even releasing it he was just still recording it he wanted to to see what we thought nice well that's a tricky thing though because
4: he is uh there is a, a power. I hated it. Well, there's <laughs> no, well, there's I a power imbalance. It was well, great, but the very fact you can even joke like that indicates you become friends. Yes, but there is a power imbalance uh, in the beginning, certainly because he is a a, a na- nationally, if not internationally, known name. But not to me, understood. But to the world or whatever. So you, there is still that idea of you know he likes my show. I got to you know be on tenterhooks yep. a little bit here. So I under- I do understand that instinct, but it's just fortuitous. That you happen to really love his fucking music. And, yes. And uh, and add me. You know what? You and the concert wife.
1: Uh, I'm going to be the third wheel in that coupling, and I'm going to say I liked that song. We so. always we always ask him if he'll ever do any shows out here, and uh, and um, I forget what he says. Well, if he
4: let's put it this way, if he believes that nobody really likes his music, mm-hmm. he can't do a show because then he's going to go out and out by my pool, play to. Well, <laughs> all right, that was a little <laughs> different. Yeah, me, you, and Suze will be here socially distanced. That's fine, but if he if he thinks to himself really if he's because again his day job is soccer and oh yeah, and all yeah of that he's stuff. all in on soccer so the band is a lark essentially but he, it's passionate he seems to like soccer <laughs> yeah he's okay at it yeah but he he's very passionate about his music which is great but yeah. that doesn't mean you want to put it out for public display yeah and see uh some guy four beers in frown and walk away <laughs> you know what i mean it's like it's like anything when you're getting on stage you do stand up or whatever the fuck you you got to make sure you're ready to do it and you'd like to go out,
1: you know, he doesn't have to prove himself to anybody anymore. If we hired him to play, if I hired him to play out back for you, me and Suzanne, what do we throw? What, what kind of money do we throw? him? I, he's your friend. I don't know. We'll give him a meal. I'll, I'll make whatever he wants. I'll grill up some shrimp. Yeah. That's your go-to. You're going to grill up some shrimp. I grill some shrimp. That's my go-to. Let, what me, do we, <laughs> let me
4: ask you this. What do we give him money wise though? All right. Say we each kick in a, um, a, a hundo.
1: We throw him a hundo He each. gets $300 To perform a private concert For you, me, and Susan. And all he can eat shrimp Le- Alexi, that's out there But let me turn this around Once, on you. once the COVID's
4: over Let me turn this around on you mm-hmm. You hire Alexi Lalas We give him 300 bucks He sets up in the backyard You're yeah. grilling the shrimp Yeah Internationally known performer Works through ESPN mm-hmm. People love him Soccer, they know He's a household name In yeah, the soccer yeah, yeah. world In football, if you will Right Attacked by raccoons Dies Oh my god I thought you were going
1: to go that we we secretly film it and bootleg
4: it. No, I go. He's attacked and 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 uh, his they ravage his vocal cords. They attack him. That would be rough. Yeah, you got to eat. You got to wear that, buddy. That would
1: be rough. You have to wear that. I was uh, back home, not this summer, not twenty twenty, but I was back in my hometown in two thousand nineteen, and I was meeting a, a girl and her hu- a girl from high school that I that I like a lot, Margie, and um, and her husband. We were meeting for dinner, and we. Met at a bar And as I walk in the bar There's a big TV on And uh, Fox Sports is on And Alexi's on the screen yeah. And I, it, I was just like Hey You know what I mean? That's my guy It was funny That's awesome It was funny
4: mm-hmm. Was it funny? It was interesting Did you feel that way When you saw Basketball At the theater And I showed up on the screen? I never saw that movie
1: Stop your nonsense play along <laughs> Loved it <laughs> Alright hey. Here we go You got uh, You got two more songs And this one I think this one You don't even have to Make up a story for I won't uh, I'll tell you the truth That I uh, I saw this band
4: first um, I saw U2 In Hawaii Now wait Are you telling the story Or you're not telling a story I'm, I'm t- uh, No I'm gonna this, We'll see Who knows Okay I saw U2 in Hawaii uh, And Pearl Jam Opened for them And uh wow, the lead, and, and two of the guys Three of the guys From this band Were there as well They played as well Okay Okay uh, And I saw them And I was like Oh my god Who's this Like what the hell yeah. is This is back in 2016 That's exciting December of 2017 No 16 I think No That's a lie Two thousand nine, okay. Yeah, it's a long time ago, man. I, mean, I, was ago. I was writing at the pet show. so Let I me do the math. That's 11 uh, years ago. It is a while ago. So I saw them and, I, and then I was like, well, I'd like to see them again. So then I see them. They, go on a, so they put out their second album and I buy it and I fucking love it. I, I just, I'm all over it. So me and uh, Karen wind up going to the Greek and we see Black Rebel Motorcycle Club open for these guys. And they come out and they tear the place apart. They're so good. I, I'm 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 watching it and I'm like Caleb. I'm like I can't even control myself. <laughs> and they're so damn good. And I literally we leave that night and I go. I'm never missing them. Like as Pearl Jam comes to town, I see them. Right, that's you just do. a band I see. But I was like these guys that's go how on I the am list. With the who I go every yeah. time. And I th- these guys go on the list. I'm like I'm because I felt like you know what I kind of felt like they were mine. Mm. I found them on the first album, saw them at that gig in Hawaii. That's how I feel about the Beatles. <laughs> and they, so they got exposed to me where I was like, oh, you know what? I found these dudes. You know what I mean? And then I saw them on the second album on the tour. They're, now they're headlining because they hit big on MTV. And I'm like, I, lo- I love this. This is, you know, and so now they're my guys. And then, uh, and I've, I've never seen them since.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: but at the time, man, it's I was... Story. Uh, well, it's again, a great they, story. Well, again, you know why? I, I will say this too, because they, they seemed like they were actually ours me and my ex-wife and she is my ex and so so she got them in the divorce she wound up getting this band in the divorce but now i'm welcoming them back into my life right now uh via rock solid and thank you marie valeriano for choosing this song
1: Uh, now if you walked in my kitchen right now at my mom's house your ex-wife's in there talking to her is she really yep well i gotta go in the front door then i have to i have to talk to her why though
4: you didn't even know her What song will we hear? Does it have fire in the title? It does have fire. And this was a hit. This was was a hit. hit Springsteen loved this song, actually. Absolutely. And this is a song called, it's, it's the Kings of Leon. Not the. It's Kings of Leon with Sex on Fire.
0: Zone
1: five. No, 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 no. The
4: They—they just—they're a joyous sound, and live, it's better. It I forget, you know what I mean? Cause I haven't heard them in a while. Right, and you hear it? And it's joyous. It just, it just makes you. You'll never miss them. Uh, never, I'll never miss them. Never miss them well, again. Here's the thing they you know they. Uh, I missed them, but they did not miss cocaine and models. So their band <laughs> has changed a bit. <laughs> Uh What happened? Uh, Well, I, from what I understood, whatever they, uh, I think one of them is on the nod actually, which he used to be anyway. Uh, Is that like being on the window pane? Uh, it's, it's, uh, oh, the ice. um, Yeah. Tying it off. The ice. (laughs) (laughs) What are you? You can say anything. (laughs) (laughs) You to say anything. Um, but also then Caleb like married some, like he was banging models. Oh, he's shooting the neon. Sure he is. And then he like bought a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like he became a beautiful guy and then he was on the food network and you're like, wait, all right, these guys. They used to wear dirty jeans. What happened to these fellas? I think the the term stay in your lane. Well, they betrayed, you know, again, is that, and again, they didn't betray anybody. They just grew, they grew up, you know, they were, they were, you know, fucking ridiculous heroin cousins from Kentucky wherever we're from. (laughs) And then they, they decided to fit in skinny jeans and wear bolo ties and look good and bang models and found drugs and, and their initial audience. Who just who liked them? Like I said, when they had crazy Will o the Wisp hair and, and torn jeans and dirty shirts, and that's those people thought they felt betrayed because they they poured a Sheen over their music as they as they got older. They get, you know, and a Charlie or a Martin?
1: Uh, ooh, I think it's a Michael actually. Michael Sheen. I like Michael mm. Sheen the best. Yeah, he's my favorite Sheen brother. Charlie Charlie's amazing though, but he's no Martin. No. Um. This is my last song, although I do have a playout. But this is my last song that I picked for this. Okay, so I'm, show. should I leave? I no, done? no, no. Oh, I thought I was done. Okay. No, you have another song in your list. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do a song, then you do your song, then we promote, and then we do the playout. Why does Murray get the last song? That seems odd. You're the host. Well, no, I have the playout song. Ah, got it. I, all right, and we are at uh, we are at two hours and five minutes. The file stops at two hours and fourteen minutes. So just a warning to you, Mike, that I might have to start a new file. Okay, whatever you a need. Third I thought we were
4: going to say we had to hurry up.
1: <laughs> I don't think we're going to you and me in nine minutes. No way. I, whatever you need to do. The two of us in nine minutes? Fuck, fuck that. No way. No way. Right, yeah, gravy. gravy. <laughs> All right. I had the pleasure of interviewing this gentleman uh, a couple weeks ago. He talked to me for almost two hours. It's Cy Kernan. He's the lead singer of the fix. Mm. I, uh, I liked, uh, I liked the fix a lot before I interviewed him. I like him so much more after interviewing him because he was such a cool guy. I really, really enjoyed we're on zoom, but I, I really felt like it, it was like we were really, you know, it was great. I, I loved him. Nice. Loved him so much. And, um, Here's the thing, people. Um, If you want want something, just keep trying. Because I went to the Fixes website, and there's a contact button. Clicked on it, sent an email, got an got an email response pretty quickly, within a day, that said, "Sai's not doing any interviews right now." All right. I go to Facebook. I notice that for some reason I'm friends with them on Facebook. I send him a message directly. He answers within like an hour and said, love to do it. When do you want to do it? Really? So I don't know what, I don't know who is running these websites. I don't know who the, uh, the, the gatekeeper is that just says no without even asking the artist. But that, that never deters me. If I, if that person says no, then I, I look for another Avenue in. So, which is great. That's awesome. Just just keep going.
4: Let me say this now. So somehow you became friends with him on Facebook you weren't aware of it i'm you not aware of remember. how i did okay so you're friends with him on facebook yeah but then you go to his website and you reach him out to him through the website and you're told no yes but then you realize you know what i'm actually friends with him on facebook that's a stop that's weird yeah uh so why don't i try that way i go back door and then you reach out to him on facebook and then he accepts and he actually does the show yes so would you say that one thing
1: leads to another <laughs> <laughs> yes i would say it very nice Uh, And this song is from that album. Uh, The album's called Reach the Beach, and this is The Sign of Fire. Sounds great in the headphones, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Those first two albums are... They, They have great songs throughout the rest of the album. Secret Separation...
4: I love the guitar sound on all their albums yes, so it's so good. clean it's just so good are you my date for this concert when concerts start again i would love to if it's available he said it will set us up he um yeah i bought that cassette when i was a um, you know a very much younger person because of one thing leads to another so great and then you listen to it and you're like oh no and what's funny is now like uh Red Skies is such a, it's such a good song off the mm-hmm. first album. Yeah. I mean, and just, man, they're so, they're just good. And the new stuff is good too. That's it's the thing. It's really good. It holds up. You're like, that's amazing to me. Cause sometimes guys, they'll, you know, if they do those nostalgia tours, they get frozen in Amber doing the thing that they used
1: to do. Um, but he's always been a guy man, looking forward. He has five solo albums. Yeah. He's it's looking crazy. forward. It's great. It's the way he should be. All right, Mike, what's uh, Murray's last song? Well,
4: speaking of guys who uh, look forward, uh, this is a guy who's looking forward to seeing his home country uh, establish themselves away from the European Union. <laughs> I could be wrong about that. I don't know. I'm just making it up. But I'm telling you this: this is a gentleman. Let me. I'm, I'm not even going to tart it up with a story. I can't whore this up. I'm just going to say, hey there, Hispa- Hispanics of the world, grab your flannel shirts and get ready because Morrissey is here with hairdresser on fire.
1: Sounds like Morrissey. Mm-mm. And I don't know this song, do you? Yeah. pull back the uh, the curtain a little bit for yeah. uh, for you, Mike, for the listeners. All right. I watched the Susie Quattro documentary last night called yes. Suzy Q, available right. on Amazon Prime. I think you can rent it for a buck. And um, I loved it. Nice. And I reached out to Suzy Quattro today mm-hmm. and she just emailed me. Hi, Pat. I'm in the studio from the 12th through the 15th. Evening of the 15th could be doable. I'm in the UK, so eight hours ahead of you. Could do around 7 p.m., which is 11 a.m. your time. Please advise, you would need to send me a Zoom link. So, amazing, Miss Quattro. Sounds
4: like it's on. Oh, it's on. It's not officially, uh, uh, you know, uh, fucking booked, but I think that's pretty much on. Right? Oh, it's on like Donkey Kong, Mike. <laughs> it's a wild one. <laughs>
1: uh, that's amazing. That's well, good for great. You. And that's she, a legend. And she just reached out. That's a legend. She reached out to me in person. Yeah. Love it.
4: Quattro Well I'm disappointed Well I mean I'm not disappointed in that I'm gr- That's great news And I think it's fantastic But uh, but you, sh- you could have Back tagged Morrissey Is what you should have done there Because Morrissey is, a, is an important gentleman as well He's also a legend He's got a lot of problems His hairdresser's on fire His girlfriend's in a coma He's got all sorts <laughs> his of His shirt's things too tight on. Hi I'm Jackie Mason apparently <laughs> Alright we're at We're at two <laughs> I will say this about him His, well, hi. his songs uh, Say nothing to me About my life I will say that <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. We're at two hours and twelve minutes. Uh-huh. I'll just tack the song on at the end and we will wrap it up right here. Cool. Right now. All right. Um Mike, let's do some promoting. Where can we find you? All things about Mike. And thank you for doing this, Mike. I thank appreciate it. Thank you for it. asking me. So I'm much better than Murray. <laughs> um
4: all right. Well, you guys can get me at Mike and Mike You guys can f- be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm on Instagram and Snapchat at Mike four zero Y O B. And I have a Twitch channel called twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. You can come watch me stream games, play puzzles and have a good time. I interact with the stream a lot. Uh, also there's youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy, 12 years of the archive of the podcast, all available for you to listen to right there. And also the podcast is the most important thing. It's the base of this pyramid, the 40 year old boy podcast available wherever, you're going to find podcasts the Apple podcast space Spotify and everywhere in between the
1: 40 year old boy please go and listen and let me know you did hey and uh, for Murray you can follow him at Murray V you can listen to the uh, road stories podcast Also, you can follow me at Pat underscore Francis or follow the show at Rock Solid Show. Patreon is at patreon.com forward slash Rock Solid Podcast. Go over there, throw us two bucks a month. You can win prizes. I give prizes out weekly, and uh, I'm really serious about the Patreon page. I do my best to keep everything uh, moving over there. So that's it for the show. Oh, two hours and 14 minutes. It's going to stop in a minute. I know it's going to. I'm still talking. That's it for us. Here's the playout song. Enjoy Earth, Wind, and Fire singing serpentine fire...